0: This is a Foo Bar Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com.
1: Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's fan club on Foo Bar Radio.
2: Hello, hello, hello. I mean, uh, hello. I'm not loud enough in my ears for some ungodly <laughs> reason. <laughs> I can, uh, can I have it loud in my ears, or is it that I'm wearing a hat and my hat is covering my ears? It might be that. Yeah, I've got um, a hat on. Um, it's the hay fever season, uh, and uh, how are you coping?
0: Nat? Do you know what? I'm not someone that you suffer from hay fever, but I do think it has had an effect this year. I oh, think it's
2: loud in my ears. I think oh, the, the rule it's of thumb is that if, uh, if, uh, I mean, you don't have it. Not the rule of thumb. Um, I realised that, um, that for years I've been telling people that uh, if you have hay fever, you don't have it every year. Uh, you'll have it like three years in a row and then you'll have like a fallow year. Is that what you call it? Yeah. And, uh, and I've been telling everyone that information. Uh, for years, I have. And then uh, someone said, Is that true? And I said, oh, Do you know what? I've never really thought about it. I just assumed it was true because a woman in Threshers told me once. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I realized that I've never double checked it or anything no. like that.
0: Is that where you go for medical advice? <laughs>
2: That's where I go. That's where I go for my medicine. <laughs> uh, Threshers is uh, a, a, a convenience store that specializes mainly <laughs> in <laughs> the spirits. Uh, Uh, For uh, our international (laughs) listeners Uh, That's right Get Uncle Nick's medicine Um, (laughs) So uh, my name is Nick Helm
0: And my name is Nathaniel Metcalf And
2: you're listening to Nick
0: and Nathaniel
2: Metcalfe's
0: <laughs> fan, <laughs>
2: no, uh, fan club. Uh, first rule of fan club is... Tell your friends. To please tell your friends about fan club. It's, a, it's not even a rule. It's just like... It's just a, it's a bit a, polite, a, isn't just it? A just be common, polite. Just
0: common courtesy. Yeah, a bit nice. Tell your friends. If you enjoy
2: something, yeah? Spread it. Tell your friends. I'm always telling my friends about sticking my finger at my hands. And it's never caught on. No. Um... And wet wipes. Those <laughs> are my two favourites. <laughs> anyway. Very so, handy, a wet wipe. Just... Very handy. Um, but uh, so uh, so tell your friends, certainly, about... about if wet you, wipes. If, if you like, if you like... Uh, if you like... Sticking your finger up your asshole, Then you'll probably like Fan Club <laughs> um, <laughs> Five stars um, So uh, Five Star Fan Club You're listening to Five Star Fan Club My name is Nick Cam. This is Nathaniel Weckhoff uh, First rule of Fan Club Tell your friends right about for Fan, fan club. club Second rule of Fan Club is Please Please, please for the for love, love of God, God. God. Just tell your friends. Stop just being once. selfish. Stop keeping this to your souls. Just tell uh, What's, what's the other thing that we do every, at the beginning of each week? What's the other thing we do? Don't we do something at the beginning of each we week? We sometimes say,
0: what have you been a fan of?
2: Oh yeah, but not that. We're not, not no, I'm just like right at the beginning, right at the top, the no. stingers. I can't remember. We haven't done this in like a week and a half, have we? No, no. We did a pre-record with uh, uh, our Lord Jerry
0: Page. Yeah, <laughs> We finally got him. Finally,
2: Easter special Finally nailed him down Very elusive is Joey Page <laughs> <laughs> Hello uh, Joey Hello Joey There he is Finally nailed down No pun intended Joey Page for Easter <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, Jesus
0: Christ the foo race.
2: Jesus Christ the comedy um, mm. Having a little think about that mm. uh, Mainly because uh No nah. <laughs> I was just trying to uh, think That's, of a, that's probably something I was uh, I I was just trying to think of a thing Like um, um, Every window he goes past Is stained like a stained glass window <laughs> because, you know, he's normally got his fingerprints <laughs> all over him and his face pressed up against it, uh, peering in. A uh, bit of a peeping Tom. <laughs> 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 or a peeping Jerry Page. Anyway, so Jerry Page was very fascinating. But we've, we So is
0: George <laughs> McFly, though, isn't he? And everyone forgives him. Everyone he's still forgives a lovable George character. McFly
2: and Martin McFly <laughs> and, uh, and Elaine McFly for trying to fuck his son. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, that's why Disney passed on Back the Future. <laughs> they, they, Robert Zemeckis went to Disney and they said we want, we've got this idea for a film it's called Back to the Future what's it about well it's mainly about um, a, a little boy <laughs> who goes back in time and his mum tries to fuck him uh, and they went oh no we're Disney <laughs> <laughs> so they turned it down um, it's really weird how uh, I haven't seen it since everyone got woke well, me Banks included the yeah but I'm imagining it's unwatchable and should be thrown in the bloody bin. No,
0: I think it's always with been all a the bit, other trash. A bit funny, isn't it? Because I think it's meant to be still quite lovable, isn't it? But he's, he's it is absolutely, like it's uh, absolutely lovable. No, but it is. All but of I mean, the like, things, uh, you know
2: there's an attempted rape towards the end? There is, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sort of. The lesson is violence matters, <laughs> uh, and uh, and greed is good. Is that the, the theme of Back to the Future? Readers? Well, at the end, the the, the dream is to have oh, yeah, like a big house, like house, isn't it? big house, And, and he gets a big car.
0: Well, they're in the same house, but they've just got more money. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's a bit like uh, Pleasantville. No, not Pleasantville. Uh, I'm thinking of that uh, Farmville. That's it. Okay. Farmville is a uh, is a get is an app. Uh, it's a free app that you get on your phone, but uh, but you end up using a lot of in-app purchases, and that's where they get their money from. Um, uh, so yes, yeah, so Back to the Future, the woke kids, and we're just being told by Natalie here that the woke kids say that things are cancelled when they don't agree with something. So Back to the Future is cancelled, uh, but that's specifically the uh, Back to the Future TV series that got cancelled after, <laughs> after I think, were well, two seasons maybe. Two season, is that the cartoon? The, the cartoon that yeah, was the cartoon yeah. that, 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 that did. The, the, the
0: voice of um, uh, Doc Brown was the same guy who did uh, Homer Simpson. Oh, Dan, Dan Castellanar. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, yeah, did right, it. Yeah. Well, he also took
2: over s- s- as the genie uh, from...
0: Uh, <laughs> Robin Williams in the cartoon of... Uh, yeah. Ah,
2: and also the voice of Shredder was Uncle Phil in... Uh, Shredder from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of oh, Was
0: it really? That's mm. interesting. And, and uh, uh, in the uh, Bill and Ted uh, cartoon series, they were voiced by Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. Were
2: they really? Yeah, good for them. Did I tell you this fact? Good for them. Did I tell you this fact? That uh, Ernie Hudson auditioned to play Winston in The Real Ghostbusters oh, no. and lost the part. He was the only member of the actual <laughs> live-action cast <laughs> to have to, to, to actually audition. Everyone else, obviously famously, Peter Venkman was played by the same guy that played Garfield. Garfield. And then later on, they well, made live-action the Garfield and they got Bill Murray to play Garfield. Anyway, Ernie Hudson went in and on the way out, he saw, arsenio hall uh in the waiting to go in next you and, and they had like a little look at each other and they were like nah of course arsenio, arsenio hall was going well he's he's got the part yeah he played him in the film <laughs> and ernie hudson's coming <laughs> which told yeah. me that before and uh... ernie hudson's looking at arsenio hall going well he's not gonna get the part i'm i am winston and uh no, behold! and behold, yeah, Arsenio Hall got the part. He's fucking crazy. It's, <laughs> it is, what? It's, it it's really bleak and depressing as well. It really is. Uh, but this is about as nerdy and geeky as we've ever started the show. But I
0: like it. I'm
2: just about to... I'm just, uh, uh, can you just man the desk for a second? Sure. No, I'm just going to go get a shotgun and okay. uh, blow my brains out. <laughs> uh, lots of fun. Uh, oh, we yeah, have actually got the... Uh... No. There we go. Mm. And I'm dead. So. <laughs> it's good already, isn't it? No, oh, it's good. It's good to be back after the uh, bank holiday, the Easter uh, Easter, holiday. Easter holiday. Easter Oh, I'm obviously filming. Reluctant. I'm obviously filming. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, filming <laughs> Big re- deal. I'm filming Reluctant Landlord at the moment. So I haven't been around a lot of the Friday. So we've had to pre-record a lot of them. A lot of these. Um And you do
0: in Edinburgh as well, aren't you? you the big um bigger announced your big uh, big Edinburgh show
2: and uh yeah, and tour. But, well they wanted to break it up. So they wanted to announce my tour or announce Edinburgh and then announce my tour. Um, so they wanted to break it up so it wasn 't all like at once uh, but to be honest uh, it really does feel like they 've announced everything all at once, and it 's a bit um, i mean
0: they have they have actually done they?
2: Well, they i think they they announced <laughs> Edinburgh on the Friday and then they announced the tour on the monday and it's like well it's not like <laughs> it's too much, and <laughs> so basically i was i didn't oh i' just feel a bit bombarded by it all uh, but yeah, uh something in Edinburgh um, exciting uh yeah i just I had an anxiety dream about it last night.
0: I mean that's what Edinburgh is though, isn't it? It's anxiety dreams now until September. I love it. I love Edinburgh, but yeah, actually. But do you not have? Are you not anxious about? uh, Yeah,
2: actually, thinking about it, it's a fucking living. It's (laughs) it's a waking nightmare because my shows have always gone very badly up until, uh, up until last minute, up until after last minute, (laughs) up until about four days into the fringe, and then they've kind of pulled together, and then they've
0: don't book tickets for one to three.
2: Well, they are previews. They are listed as previews. Um, But, um, yeah, so I guess they are. I do have, like, anxiety dreams about it. But anyway, there you go. Uh, But I did have an anxiety dream about it last night. I I don't think it was... It wasn't specifically about Edinburgh, but then I've woken up and I've sort of worked out that I think it was probably about... It's probably related to Edinburgh. I was thinking a lot about my show last night. So, So, yeah, anyway. So we haven't been in the studio for a bit. Christopher Lloyd did live action sequences in Back to the Future, uh, the TV show. He did. He, he did. did. He did do that. He did. Uh, shall we read out some uh, fan mail? For sure. And also some questions. Uh, we're also. Uh, tell your friends, sure. 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 <coughs> tell your friends. <laughs> but, Tom Jones is uh, back. Hey, hey, oh i think i'm gonna take him now <laughs> i think i'm gonna pray now oh oh so uh i was washing the skiddies out of the knickers and mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, i think that's what uh we should get mike bobbins in he does an excellent uh should b- get Mike bubbles in we should get him in he does live in wales he does it's a long way for him but he's a good he's a good um, also, a uh, there's a, there's a, I think we should get some stunt guys in People that do stunts Stunt men Who's the main guy? Who's the main guy that wrote that uh, book? Vic, Vic Armstrong Vic Is he Armstrong? alive or did he jump he, off something? I think he lives in Los Angeles uh, so. uh, But let's he? try and get Vic Armstrong yeah. um, Maybe on the phone Maybe he'll do a phoner uh, My friend Kenny Knight, who's my personal trainer he, uh, He's gone to Los Angeles to meet Vic Armstrong Oh, well He hasn't got an appointment He's, gonna, he's gone out there, he's emailed him a lot, and he's gone out there, and he's gone, it's almost like a quest, and he's gone, I'm going to meet. Because Kenny sure. wants to be, has trained to be a stuntman. Oh, that's quite cool. So uh, so that's how I met him, because through boxing and stuff like that. <coughs> and so he's got to basically... Has uh, he done stunt work? He's got to have uh, got to a certain level in, in several disciplines, like swimming, boxing, uh, gymnastics stuff. I his bronze swimming. Karate. He's got like, but he's got like uh, so he's done pretty well on everything, and and he completed all, he completed all of his thing, and it was like, Are you going to continue boxing? And he was just like, fuck no, because <laughs> he was like competing. He just doesn't. Want to get His face all no. mashed up, and you go, yeah, okay, right. I just thought he was a double old bastard, but he was doing it so he could get a qualification. And he's got it, and now he's going off to meet his heroes and stuff. You know, he's already, he's worked with The Rock and stuff like that, so. Really He's the same height as The Rock But not the same body mass cool. And skin tone Same skin tone as well So they use him for lighting I think I can't remember what film it was I think it might have been Hercules There's a lot of green screen And he was his stand-in Okay, so uh, that's his contribution. But yeah, let's try. And, so Good he's luck. off to see Vic Armstrong. Vic Armstrong also wrote a book a few years ago, and that's uh, that's
0: like he's the one now, and he? he's in, he did all the films. Of he,
2: did, he did James Bond and Indiana Jones and uh,
0: yeah others. I wonder if you get like it, it, I guess the golden age of stuntmen is over, right? I guess that's the it's, uh,
2: I, yeah. But well, but if it went to a point where they were just like um, uh, CGI and div- actors' faces over the stuntman's face. And then uh, they basically just normally just see aren't they? No, mm. they're just like all. Um, and there was a there was a point when they just look like rubber.
0: Um, yeah. I quite like the era where you'd watch TV shows and films where the stuntman looks barely anything like that (laughs) person. Oh, yeah. I was watching True Lies, and
2: when you watch True Lies, there's a bit when uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's stuntman is riding a horse directly at the camera, and you go, that's just not not him. It's not remotely him. And uh, and Terminator 2, he had a stuntman. I I think Arnold Schwarzenegger had the same stuntman. But... um, uh, but in Terminator 2, there's the bit when he jumps the bike, and they were like, going, "This stuntman is incredible. We put a little bit of prosthetics on him, and he looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger from almost every angle except f- face on." <laughs> and you go, "But you've filmed him face on. <laughs> you know that he looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger from every angle other than face on, and you've still gone and fucking filmed him from front on." So, um, so yeah, I found, uh, I love I love practical effects and all of that stuff, and I just think that. <clears throat> Uh, I watched a documentary about the making of Titanic. Not one of my favourite films, but I, I'm interested in like special effects and stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, this doesn't add to it. This doesn't. Uh, they're showing us pictures of Arnold Schwarzenegger stuntmen, and uh, what are we meant to fucking do? Describe them? There's a man that's not Arnold Schwarzenegger running away from making an explosion. Thank you for taking that down. It's distracting. I've lost my fucking train. Thanks for joining in, by all means, but I've I've, I've I've, welcomed you in. I've said, you know, you're welcome to pull up a microphone, Natalie, but you've refused to. <coughs> what was I saying?
0: You were saying you love practical effects and... So
2: what's the thing about Titanic? And also it's the same rule for Jurassic Park, but they were basically saying that if you use more than one... Uh, if you're using more than a couple of disciplines in one thing yeah yeah so you use like miniatures and practical effect uh, miniatures and uh, models and animatronics and cgi and blue screen and green screen and you mix it all up from shot to shot because it's so sort of like cut together so precisely so so quickly um your brain can't process it. Yeah, so you the know, eye can't catch it. You know, it. there's something fake, but you can't. But your brain can't process what that fake thing is. Yeah,
0: and shot to shot, it's a different thing, so it's constantly going. Is it? No, it's not. Oh no. So Jurassic
2: so. Park is, is, is an, uh, that T Rex attack? You know, they use so many different uh, disciplines when they do that. Even in the same shot, where I think it's like a, uh, it's a practical foot that's cut off at the knee, that comes down. And then the dinosaur moves, and then that's CGI, and then the head comes down, and then that's animatronics, and it's kind of like um, so they use they're constantly doing these things, so your brain is kind of like trying to keep up with it, mm. and then that is why Jurassic Park has aged so well. Yeah. yeah. Whereas when you look at the Lost World, oh, no uh, Jurassic World, it just it's all CGI. Yeah. And you go, that's all CGI, and then there's a bit when they meet they they meet up with um, uh, like a, I think it's a Brachiosaurus. Um, and it 's it 's dead on the floor it 's dying on the floor uh, dying on the yes, ground I know, yeah. and it 's just and it 's a practical head, but it 's just like you go know, well it 's clearly a, a, and also it 's it 's an art form that 's it 's clearly practical, but because there 's no other practical stuff in it, it really stands out, <clears throat> so it looks dated um, and it 's an, actually it 's like an art form that 's being lost because you just look at um, it's weird that 1980s puppet Yoda from Empire Strikes Back looks so much more realistic. Is it, obviously it looks like a puppet, but you believe in it more, yeah. just like you believe the Muppets.
0: Do you know? Yeah, exactly. It's imbued with some sort of because it's made by a puppeteer who is controlling There's it, doing Yeah,
2: you know. And when you see the CGI Yoda from the Phantom, uh, no, the 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 puppet yeah, Yoda yeah. from the original Phantom Menace before they redid mm. the Phantom Menace just like why does that look so bad it looks and, and like the hair looked bad it looked like it was cotton wool stuck on and it was so bad that literally a few years later uh george lucas just went oh god we shouldn't have done that and so he cgi'd yoda but the cgi yoda doesn't look like practical yoda and then when you look at the, the last jedi the yoda in that it kind of like you go oh yeah they've used a puppet again but then at the same time you go it still doesn't quite look right you know <laughs> and i don't i don't i just think that um not like saying CGI is bad. I think some CGI is incredible. But um I
0: remember when Existence came out and David Cronenberg was talking about that. And he's someone who's used to doing, he does the body horror stuff, so if you watch a lot of his 80s movies, it is lots of bits of plastic and sort of goo and things he uses to make things sort of look a bit horrible. And in that, he was talking about that he'd used CGI and I think he'd been getting a lot of criticism for it at the time. Like, you can't do CGI, or David Cronenberg. But he, he was saying that... So, oh well that's how we're going to use it in the future it's going to be like augmented stuff so you're going to have you're going to have practical effects but you just use it on top of them to have like extra bits that just like bits of blood or bits of you can use it just like as an additional thing to practical effects and i remember thinking oh yeah that is how they'll use it because it doesn't quite work on its own But they didn't. It did just completely take over. Whereas, actually, I think that was a much smarter way of going, where you just use them to sort of enhance what you've got already.
2: Yeah, and uh, I I remember that (laughs) when they made uh, Spawn... Oh, yeah. And... It was so there was so much CGI and you go, you don't have the budget. It was like a thirty million dollar yeah, yeah. movie and it was like you don't have the budget. It was all CGI and it was just like, oh my god and I think for a long time they were gonna go practical with it. Wolfman is uh, the Benisha del Toro Wolfman was the film that really made um, I mean Wolf special effects have been notoriously hard. And when you look at uh, American Werewolf in Paris, I mean American Werewolf in Paris. <laughs> The sequel to the one i would say the most iconic werewolf transformation mm. scenes everyone always says that in the howling, but i think which is the same year but um but i think nineteen eighties american werewolf in London was it eighty or eighty one i think it was eighty i
0: I was about to say eighty one i think but you know
2: mm. I'm normally a year out <laughs> yeah eighty one same as the howling <laughs> um, so <laughs> who, who did uh, so rob Boteen did the howling and rick baker, rick baker did, did the mercury american american for london rick baker was on america was on american way for london that was taking ages so he uh, got hired to do the howling went over to do the howling uh, john landis was the site what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. There <laughs> and was. then Rick Baker went. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and so Rick Baker went back over. He developed a load of stuff for the Howling, and then he went back over to do American Off in London, and he let his assistant Rob Botin take over um, the uh, the Howling, and then. He but that, so that that
0: transformation that. is done by every different shot is a different type of you know the practical effect, isn't it? But That's
2: the tragedy, it it. but yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. But the tragedy, it's all practical uh, and. Um, but there's just, yeah, there's different, different techniques used within that transformation sequence where you go, oh yeah, and, and do you know what? I like the fact that it's, it's not the fact that my mind is tricked into thinking it's real. It's that I'm watching it thinking, bloody hell, I'm admiring the craftsmanship, yeah, yeah, of the special effects. You know, and i it's thinking- like the setup
0: of each shot is like kind of like, wow, it's a whole other thing. And some bits are in reverse, and yeah. some bits are but, all kind of.
2: But like the bits when the Nazis melt at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, I'm not thinking, "Oh, that's a human being that's melting." Mm. I'm thinking, "I love that special effect, and it yeah, makes yeah. me enjoy the film." You yeah. know, it's, at no point am I kind of like uh, it's like a disgusting special effect, but um, at no point am I going. Um, uh, my belief in that what I'm seeing is real it's just yeah. that it's just that it's all part of it you know it's part of like this is how you make films it's, yeah. a, it's meant to be an entertainment I don't well you're
0: meant to go I wonder how they did that <coughs> yeah I
2: wonder um, how they did that but like Rick Baker the tragedy of Rick Baker is that he spent his whole life uh, you know he grew up watching The Wolfman and all those universal horror movies but also um, admiring like, all of the original like all the original um, uh, makeup effects artists from from mm. That, that era and also king kong and uh so he kind of like um when when in his i think one of his first things that he did was he did kentucky fried movie and he did the gorilla outfit which was a john landis film he did the gorilla outfit for a kentucky fried movie and then he went on to do the gorilla for the king kong 70s king kong remake with jeff bridges and uh jessica lang um and so his whole career was kind of like studded with it's building up to it's building up to this, and then he got to do a wolf, uh, an American werewolf in London, and then they the came on and did Planet of the Apes. So he's either doing apes or he's doing, uh, or he's doing werewolves. And then he got <coughs> the Wolfman. The Wolfman, Waiting all his life. Waited all of his life to do it. And <laughs> uh, and what's amazing about the design of the Wolfman is that um, it. It pays tribute to the
0: uh, the Universal Wolfman. The Man. Universal Wolfman. Was Jack Pierce? I think did that one. Jack ones. Pierce.
2: Yeah, I was going to say Jack Kirby, but that's uh, Incredible Hulk, isn't yeah. It? Um Yeah, Jack Pierce. Um, so it pays tribute, and I think the Wolfman was nineteen forty-five, maybe you look it up? I think the
0: wolfman is 1940
2: 41 41 ah, one year out yeah it's uh, it's uh, but <laughs> it's like almost a, like frankenstein was 33 and i think dracula was 31 um, and so it's like a like yeah 10 a decade after they made the wolf you think of them cuz they're all black and white and old that they were all made like within a year of each yeah. other but they were like spread out and like the creature from the black lagoon was 50. 50s 50s um, uh, so <laughs> So it takes. I love all of this stuff. This is what I'm fascinated. No, this is what too. I'm obsessed with, though. Um, and I just think that you'll never make a horror film as good as those
0: those films.
2: No. I mean, Creature from Black Lagoon as a
0: as a a looking monster is still incredible, and it's flawless, really.
2: Oh, absolutely! It wins Oscars to this very day. You should be ashamed, Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> An unofficial sequel. You fucking cunt. You stole everything from that film fucking hell, I hated that film so much. <laughs> He's just like, it's the story of Splash and The Little Mermaid. And Free Willy. And Free Willy. And, it, and you've just stolen everything. You've stolen everything with like broad <laughs> stereotypes. Oh fucking hell. <clears throat> Fuck you. Fuck you, film. Um, anyway, so he took, the, he took the way the wolfman looked. Uh, what was the actor that played the wolfman? Lon Chaney Jr. Yes. They took Lon Chaney Jr. and his look. And uh, and it's a really iconic look for the Wolfman, and he basically because it was a Universal movie, the 2010 the remake. Yeah, I think
0: so. Because it was a because
2: it was a. Uh, you know, it was a universal movie, they still had they had the rights to the look of the thing. And he just updated it and he made it like um it was a little bit like <clears throat> when uh, they released new Star Wars action figures in the nineties and they were all really, and Luke Skywalker had a six pack. It was like uh yeah, sure, all right. someone's someone's wanking over the toy line and just like, What if Luke Skywalker had abs? Um and um so it's like that they've just like m- they've like beefed him up they've supersized him and it's uh i just really think it's great anyway so he spent all this time and energy poor rick baker uh, he also also did the thriller video he did like the did werewolf yeah, effects yeah. in the thriller video so like he's all of his career was uh gorilla's apes and uh, werewolves and then um towards the end of uh the um production of the Wolfman. They basically said, "Oh, we're just going to do it in CGI." And it done all <laughs> And he retired after that. He just yeah. went, "Do you know what? Fuck this!" <laughs> no, but,
0: but he it, must have done that. Must have been. What he happened. must have
2: been. On, do you know what? One hundred percent go Because there must have been so many conversations <laughs> about like, uh, we won't do it with CGI. Yeah. We won't do it with CGI. If you look at American Werewolf in Paris, I mean, the CGI in that is. I mean, obviously it was early CGI, but it's just like, why are you doing it in CGI? <laughs> like you've you've literally got Team, you've got kmb uh, is it kmb effects warehouse that did uh, army of darkness yeah, yeah. and then they did uh, from Dust till dawn uh, you've got like all of these people that are still doing practical effects and if you're making a horror film why would you why would you do that um uh, but yeah so rick baker just basically he's an amazing guy to follow on instagram Oh, yeah. he's always doing kind of like sculpts and every Halloween he he uh, does uh, 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 prosthetics for his daughters when they go out. And, um, yeah, it's just really great. He's always kind of like uh, posting old pictures as well. So Rick Baker's a great person to find. I think instances. all those guys, there's a,
0: there's a real sort of... Those kind of 70s and 80s kind of make-up effects guys, they've got a real nice presence on those kind of DVD commentaries and things because they're all so... They're all kind of sort of like stonery kid guys growing up. they are all got that sort of thing. It's all a bit like they're, they're, they they seem like really nice people to hang out with as Rob well. Rob
2: Boteen's the best one, I think, in terms of uh, entertainment value. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Rick Baker's a bit like a hairdresser. But, yeah, yeah, um But Rob Boteen is like a proper, he's he's like, yeah, 1970s stoner. I'm not saying that he is, but that's how he no, comes across. True.
0: And I, mean, and I don't he mean that sort of, in a negative. He, I mean no, in a, no, no, you
2: know. he, he sort of disappeared. Though I think he retired in like the mid nineties, maybe. But maybe he, it's just that kind of no call for him, I guess. Maybe they quite, do. No, I think that he just became a bit reclusive. But um, uh, but uh, he, he, he does loads of really good interviews on the thing. Uh, and Stan Winston was obviously. I mean, if you look at how many iconic creatures Stan Winston created, um, you know, it's, it's it's an art form. Hmm. Like, things that... I mean, an iconic character that sticks in your head forever and ever. You know, you look at Terminator, uh, you know, and the, the endoskeleton's just as memorable as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. And um, then you've got, like, uh, the Alien Queen. He didn't do the aliens, because that was at H.R. Geiger, but the aliens are adapted uh, in, in Aliens. Um, so they've got a different look. Uh, and I think what they did was they took the plastic uh, smooth dome off because they kept cracking. But I always find it a bit weird that the aliens look very different in Aliens to Alien. It's like a different beast, but I think they're like saying, "Well, they're warrior aliens or whatever." But they, d- they must have been bit. very worried because they're all they're it's all re- shriveled shri- 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 up. Um,
0: <laughs> it's because it's cause in Prometheus, it basically says that they sort of just team up with other things. That's
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I <like>, <laughs> so, so uh, guess day. it's got to say about that if it comes up. Um, and then, uh, but then also, you did the T Rex and you know the way that stan winston made a tyrannosaurus rex look Mm -hmm. is i would say the way that i don't think tyrannosaurus rex ever had big eyebrows before (laughs) and then ever since everyone does t-rex tyrannosaurus rexes with eyebrows you know well i think that's like it's sort of the
0: way it's always been really i mean jack pierce was someone who he created the frankenstein makeup and did the wolfman did all the kind of universal monsters but he kind of, he had the same thing. It's just sort of like 10 years later they went, but they take it takes a while, doesn't it, to do those? So they ended up just trying to do kind of cheaper versions of the same thing and Ooh. using his designs. And all he was was a makeup man at Universal. So he would do like, you know, before the monsters, he was just there, you know, doing little bits of makeup. And when they go, we need a monster sculpt now, he's like, okay, I'll do that too. And then comes out with these incredible designs that are totally iconic. And there's a really nice bit of... Um, on uh if you look up i'm sure it's on youtube boris Karloff's uh this is your life and jack pierce <laughs> uh, what with aspel yeah, no, is he a, like an american this no, is no. your life
2: <laughs> but boris Karloff is was english isn't yeah, he
0: yeah 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 but there's one of those where he comes up although mind you there's a, a very good um uh christopher lee this is your life as well i recommend it um <laughs> but uh this uh, that is a uk one um but on that it has Jack Pierce coming out and it's just that they've they've obviously got so much kind of love for each other. And um and then um Karloff basically says, Oh this man, I owe this man my career and you go, You do. You do. Because it's like that's what uh you know, he absolutely created that look that made him into an icon. Yeah. And it's that thing where he says it in in a way that's meant to be sort of a bit nice and it's sort of taken as a kind of, oh that's nice thing to say. But when you think about it, you go, no, that's exactly what he's done. This yeah. guy's basically come up and he says, like, I, I owe this guy everything. And
2: every time you see Boris Karloff without the Frankenstein makeup on, you go, huh. Oh, he's such a kindly yeah. man. Well, he looks like Omar Sharif. Yeah, yeah, he's... And he goes, and he's huh, OK. But um, uh, the other thing about the Frankenstein thing was when they wanted to get his face uh, yes, all yeah, hollowed yeah. out, Boris Karloff had dentures, so he took his dentures out and it made his face sound. Yeah, sort of concave, yeah. Uh, uh, that's a nice little fact. Um, yeah... But uh, so I just, yeah I just think that what have you got now? I mean you've got like <clears throat> iconic things like uh, you know Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, Leatherface. But I just love all of those sort of like iconic looks to things. And then but if you, if you think about what the 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 alien to in in Cloverfield looked like, it's sort of like it's impossible to uh, partly because of the way they shot it. But it's so nondescript, um, and even the aliens in uh, Independence Day, it's kind of like oh yeah, it's kind of like yeah yeah yeah, it's kind of stolen from a bit of Alien, a bit from Roswell, and what, what you imagine an alien to know. So it's kind of like, um, yeah, just for, what, what I think is like really interesting about the uh, Phoenix uh, Woker. Uh, is that? Um, is that? Uh, they've, they've again, they've reinvented what the what the Joker looks like, you know. Yeah. Um, and they've done it every time, they, you know. And you just think, oh, and when it first came out, you go, "Oh, that's an interesting look." They probably won't use that for the whole film. And I've got more and more used to it to the point now where I just think that is just fucking incredible the <laughs> way he looks. Um. And I, I really liked, obviously, uh, Heath, Heath Ledger's performance and stuff. But like, um, I was just think, come on, Nolan, his his skin—it's not meant to be makeup. It's meant to be that's how he looks.
0: Yeah, yeah. He just got. I um, mean, it's just like that bit of it, kind of. Um, I think it's
2: obviously it's an iconic makeup job, but then also it's kind of like you're trying to make a film without admitting that you're making a Batman film. Oh Anyway, so I'm not going to get into but that. But I think again.
0: you're right about... It's interesting you're saying about aliens now in films is that they're sort of designed in a way that's almost like people going, yeah, that is what an alien would look like. Or it's like, that's ridiculous. They could look like absolutely <laughs> anything. Whereas actually what people try and do would try and make an iconic design. Whereas I think when you see aliens <laughs> in things now, they're often kind of... They're not really trying to do that. They're trying to make them look a bit sort of uncanny and weird. Yeah. But what, what, what you could go for is just something that's really uh memorable and that's just as good like you know that kind of um that uh you know like the mars attacks aliens or something you've got that kind of thing where you'll just remember them because they'll look they've got such a distinctive look to them
2: but i think when you even think back to the late 90s and sort of like a film like species which was kind of like uh who did species was that was that um stan winston it, might, it was yeah. a CGI, basically, it was a CGI alien. It
0: was another but,
2: Geiger one, wasn't it? No, exactly. it was Geiger, it was Geiger, yeah. not, not Stan uh, And you go, well, if it was a CGI alien, but if it was practical, it would have been incredible, you know? Yeah. But it's because... It, but I can completely understand it. When you're putting makeup on, the actor has to get up at, like, uh, 2 o'clock in the morning and they have to go down. You know, obviously, you know, Dana Carvey, when he was filming on <laughs> September 11th in 2001, had to get up really early. And... And you've got to put all of that makeup on. It takes ages. It's got, And you're only allowed to film when it's right because you're actually taking a photographic image of something. So it's got to be perfect for, in, before it goes on camera. It needs to be touched up all the way through the entire day. It's uncomfortable to wear. It's a hassle to film around. It's annoying. And it takes time on the day. In actual fact, if you just have markers on, and uh, uh, then you can kind of like you can rush it in post-production, mm. which is why you have, like, bad CGI. You yeah. have, like, stuff like, um... Uh, Steppenwolf from Justice League.
0: Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Although you have uh, Snoke in, um... Th- I think... I think for all... There are so many amazing things about The Last Jedi. The fact that I hate the film is... That's what hurts about it. But Snoke in The Last Jedi is... Uh, is incredible special effects. And, um... That came out, what, six months before Steppenwolf in the Justice League or yeah, yeah. Was, was, was it the same year? Maybe it came out after. But Steppenwolf, apparently what happened with Steppenwolf was that he wasn't the main character in it. He was in it a bit, and he looked completely different in Zack Snyder's version. And then when Zack Snyder got fired, they basically made him the main bad guy, and they changed his whole look. And then it was just like, you don't have to, we don't have time to do it. <clears throat> That's
0: another weird thing about Justice League. I oh, know, go on, finish your point. Just, I was just going to say... That you've got like a B villain in uh, the first big, like all of them are in it. Who's going to who are going to fight yeah, B because, B villain?
2: Because it was going to be a two-parter, and Steppenwolf was the B villain that led to the A villain. Oh yeah, because I guess yeah,
0: I guess it was in part like two. That.
2: But he wasn't even like the main villain in the first one. And they, just, sorry, I'm drinking Dr Pepper Vanilla Float, and um, how is it? It's floating, <laughs> and um, it's uh, so 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 they kind of like they. Changed so much of it In um, <laughs> I watched the documentary I watched the jo- documentary about it last night About Zack Snyder's <laughs> version And you just go fucking hell it's re- I mean obviously it was fucked up But it was even more fucked up than, than you think <laughs> And um, I haven't got time to go into it I should be playing a song But um, it's, but basically it takes You can rush it in post production And that's why you end up with bad CGI um, <coughs> Also, I think that the stuff they do with CGI makeup is amazing now. I think Snoke is better than um, the Apes in the Planet of the Apes films. Because oh I always yeah. think that they look a little bit CGI. Obviously very impressive. Andy Serkis doing, a, like doing the motion capture performances. Why is it always Andy Serkis, though? That's what I don't
0: understand. Sure, someone that else that he's can do pr- it.
2: I think he's probably really fucking territorial. And I also think people aren't very imaginative about it. All right. And I think that what I would say, what, what I will finish on the subject, uh, just so we can get into a song and move on, is <laughs> that um, that uh, Andy Serkis is like a pioneer. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm not saying I'm a massive fan of the films that he's made, and but he's a pioneer in terms of he has paved the way to do something that's just as. Um, Uh, transformative in terms of uh, what you can do with film as as they did in the I don't begrudge him anything
0: and I know he sort of worked up to it didn't he he, didn't he do second unit on the Lord of the Rings he asked to do all that stuff and he was I think he was working hard in doing I think he sort of earned his stripes a bit didn't
2: he well he was already doing I mean as an actor now that he's the go to motion capture
0: Mm.
2: actor but in terms of like directing and doing all of that, I mean, there's fucking, there's fucking extras on the Hobbit movies. is incredible. Oh, it's better than the films. When they're just in the shed. They're just in a green <laughs> shed, and they're just waving swords around, yeah. and, they, and they're not and choreographed. And someone says, what,
0: bit, what bit's this from? And, and
2: he's like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll
0: just use it in the background <laughs> at some point. Um, and they've got people hitting each other with green sticks. And it's like, What's, what, is it, what film is this in the first film? With the, I don't know. I don't it's know. like...
2: it's incredible we've just got to film we've got to film every day because we're running out of time but the other thing and and on that note um, and I'm not a huge fan of him but like Tom Cruise I mean he is keeping as much of as much as I believe it is ego led he is keeping uh, those sorts of stunts alive He's basically, oh, I think he's, he's Jackie Chan, isn't he? He's basically old oh, Buster Keaton. Mm. He's kind of like one of the only people that's still doing that. Like Buster Keaton would risk his life to get a shot done, and mm. that's basically what Tom Cruise is doing. But I think that um, I can see, I, and I'm sure Buster Keaton was a complete egomaniac, but I don't know. I mm. like him. Yeah, <laughs> but with, with Tom Cruise, I just feel like I'm paying twenty Have quid you ever to seen watch him. Wing. Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, because he's in that, isn't he? Buster,
0: it's that bit where they've got the old. The old Hollywood people all playing cards with each other. Yeah. And when it's going round, you go, God, it's like this Buster Keaton. People <laughs> really have gone for like... Old- have you ever seen Limelight? No.
2: It's Charlie Chaplin. Oh, right, okay. No, I've hardly seen any and, Chaplin and stuff. And uh, Buster Keaton's in it. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's like a crossover moment. It's heat. It, but it is. <laughs> it's like you go, fucking hell. It's, Ch- it's Charlie Chaplin and Buster Keaton. It's incredible. Um, well, I don't think anyone could be any in any doubt that we... <laughs> I <laughs> haven't covered uh, uh. the career of Melanie Griffiths. <laughs> oh,
0: Macy's fan club. I'm
2: going to play a song. Oh um, uh, yeah, This is off, I think it's off the first album, or it might be off the second album, but these albums are awful, but I just figured that I'm going to have to get to them at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Fan club <laughs> on Bar Radio. Totally professional, that. So um, <laughs> <laughs> we were, uh, I think that's from Pretty's for You. I think that's the first album. Then Easy Action was the second album. But that album. Uh, was famously the one that they did for Frank Zappa, where oh. they recorded they did, a, they did their warm up, they tuned their instruments, and then they said, "Okay, let, we're ready." Anyway, now oh, we've recorded it. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually that's probably one of the best songs off the album. I've only but, I only had the
0: end of it, you know, I had to dash out and have a wee. Yeah, but uh, I, uh, but it sounded all
2: right. It's, it's, it's good. It's, right, uh, okay. it's a good one. They were very. It was. Re- it's weird because you can hear a little. It's before Bob Ezrin got involved and retooled them but you can hear a little bit of the band that they were going to become. But in those two albums, I think maybe the first album specifically, it's very Beatles inspired.
0: I was going to say, because I would imagine that early Alice Cooper stuff to be quite sort of raw and Detroit-y kind of uh, buzzy guitars and things, but it isn't. It's quite
2: quite melodic and quite... uh... They basically grew up loving the Beatles. And then they were sort of like Yardbirds influences, but I'm not a massive expert on all that stuff. So, uh, what we're gonna? Oh, we're gonna do a fucking. uh, Well, we've got some stuff that we've got to talk about that we've seen. But let's let's get the fan mail and stuff out of the way first, yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, but if you've got, if you're listening and you want to give us five stars, we're not asking for it. We're not asking for it. But if you want to go on iTunes, (laughs) give us fucking five stars. We're not getting paid enough for this, Um, so we're only doing it for the iTunes glory. Oh, the glory of iTunes. Uh, it's great, though. On my Edinburgh poster this year, I've got 109 five star reviews. From Fan Club. Shh. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> uh, a couple of fours, cunts. Uh, three twos. And one one, wanker. <laughs> so, um, well, I can't remember. But I think the thing is with
0: our fans. Of fan club fans that they don't, they think it's funny, don't they? They think it's they think they're being amusing to give us. I
2: think that's that's how I'm going to treat all reviews in future. Oh, another another ironic one star. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh, we had a lot of hipsters in yesterday. About forty of them ironically walked out. (laughs) Um, So uh, here we are. Here we are. Is, why is that moved? Oh, yeah. <sighs> it was all lined up. Have you fucking moved it, Natalie? She's you, saying you, something. She's now talking through soundproof glass, like Albert Einstein. The yeah. Other, yeah. It's back. Only because just as we were ready to. Yeah. Five stars.
0: L- Les L- Somerville? Is it Le, le Somerville? Les, Omaville. Les 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 My name is Les Somerville. <laughs> I've,
2: les been, <coughs> I've been meaning to listen to this for ages good one lads <laughs> that was good I
0: like that it was wand- like Christoph Lambert's wandering accent Christophe Highlander. Lambert
2: I am from the Scottish Highlands <laughs> <laughs> I have lived a millennia there can be only one <laughs> there can be only one <laughs> Uh, five uh, weirdly, stars Weirdly uh, Sean Connery Spanish <laughs> A Spanish, Spanish? Egyptian Fucking But it's all ha. Everyone else. Duncan McLeod I've been looking for you For <laughs> a whole millennia Uh, I've come all the way from Madrid, via (laughs) via Moses' Mount, just to catch you to see you are a Mormon. (laughs) Merci beaucoup. I've been in the Scottish Highlands All my life. (laughs) Uh, Highlander. In a nutshell.
0: There we go. There we go.
2: What do you think of Highlander? It's been too long, to be honest. Could could uh, (coughs) you can remake that easy? Oh, for sure. And and very few people would be upset by that. Oh, I yeah, think.
0: I don't think I would, I think
2: don't. I really like bits of it, but uh, and uh, but basically, fucking, come on, remake it. And I don't have a problem with Highlander <laughs> 3. Highlander 3, I uh, remember watching in the cinema.
0: Was it, who was that? It was... Uh, Mario Van
2: Pebbles. Mario
0: Van Pebbles, yeah, that was it. Mm. But it was all that one is, is just them having a fight, isn't it? That's what it's sort of built yeah, up to. Yeah, but
2: they do the bit in... Uh, they it's like the a 90-minute movie. Oh, hang on. They do the bit when they have the jewel in uh, the re- Renaissance period. Yeah. And I think that's very funny because he keeps getting shot and he keeps getting up <laughs> oh, and, yeah. everyone, and he's really drunk. I and remember he, enjoying it, actually. It's, it's, um, I like the way that they go through different eras. It's very much uh, the Black Adder of the action-adventure <laughs> uh, It's genre. a bit of fun,
0: isn't it? A bit of fun. bit of fun.
2: Uh, Highlander is a bad one, though, isn't it? That's bit, pretty creepy. Highlander 2, absolutely. I mean, that's got a lot of backstory behind it. Well,
0: it starts, doesn't it? The first one, you sort of don't really know anything about them. The second one opens with, like, a a, a, a crawl like Star Wars just explaining everything about them.
2: <laughs> yeah. And you go, what's the point
0: of this? And they're aliens from another yeah. planet that's never mm.
2: been discovered. It's fucking crazy. And the
0: fr- then the planet's called, like, Yeast or something. They're all from a planet called Yeast. they um, from planet Yeast. Michael Ironside. And then you realise
2: that the- it's actually the whole movie, the whole first movie, was set in a microcosm on Someone's foreskin <laughs> It's unbelievable Anyway <laughs> Five stars The Malted Muse The Malted Muse? What a, that's an interesting name. A field of dreams hmm. As I lay in my field Having been burned by the sun Waiting to be pulled apart By young lovers Wanting to know if their love is true I listen.
0: It says more there. There's, you can't click on it. More. It's only got
2: half the review. Here.
0: It's only got half the
2: re- review. Oh, oh wow. God! You, you are literally not earning your keep this week, guys. If you're not dis- if you're not distracting us or uh, moving it up, a bit. moving it up and down, then uh, move it up and down. Move it up and down. Uh, if you're not distracting it, <laughs> fuck it. Okay, we're going to have to move on. Well, yeah it's coming it's coming move it up and down and uh so where are we <laughs> oh god you absolute fucking pillocks hey, we'll wait have you don't forget you came in during the song and said don't forget that you need to do the reviews in this section uh, i wasn't there as i uh, what I would like uh, So just uh, While you're giving us five stars uh, It would be really lovely For you to interact with us guys uh, I feel like I'm shouting <laughs> I feel like I'm shouting Into it's a bucket It's your show It's your show really uh, <laughs> Why not write in Some recommendations About stuff That we could talk about um, Not that we're Ever running out of stuff But uh, we do repeat Ourselves a lot Let's be honest Um Uh, uh, she is. Oh, you got the tea ready. So where's the fucking... Here it is. Ah, there we go. A field of dreams. As I lay in my field, having been burnt by the sun, waiting to be pulled apart by young lovers, wanting to know if their love is true, I listen. This helps me move on from the black heart within... And finally, I cry uncle, I am scorching daisy. (laughs) I like it. I really like it. I do. Is that for us? (laughs) Uh, You've missed. I I actually helped you out there Um, uh, because what you actually wrote was this helps me move on from the back heart and whatever that is. What's a back heart? Heart in your back, I suppose. Five stars. Listen, I mean, you've read... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You've just... Mm. Barney Bear at Leeds Bar. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag fan club. Hashtag fan, fan club. Fan club. Is it too late to tell Nick and Nathaniel that I liked Bone Tomahawk this week? Oh, no, it's not. No. It's not. We've actually got some recommendations. Okay, right. There we go. Well, that brings us on to... Oh, well, we've got some actual fan... Oh, yes. Let's get on to these recommendations after we do the fan mail. Yeah, okay, we've we got, we got some proper presents in. Uh, so that one is addressed to uh, you and me. I've got one addressed to you and me and one addressed just to me. Yeah, so uh, it's only right that you should be opening the one that's addressed to both <laughs> of us. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. No, you've started now. Uh, yeah. uh, well, while you're doing that, I'll ask a question from uh, Ridley's movie buff. Game room. Which Starship Enterprise crew member does Chris Pipe know? we've had that last week, I think. Um, which actress plays Kate Mason, the 2015 movie Sicario? Oh, uh, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. What is the name of the fierce hybrid dinosaur in Jurassic World? Uh, I can't remember. It's Bryce Dallas Howard. So, uh, <laughs> no, not really. It's Indominus Rex. What's that then? Mm. You've opened it? Do you want to open it? No, you open it. Go for it. I'm busy uh, holding the show together. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Oh. Oh, yeah. God. There we go. Here we what go. does
2: it say on the front? Hey, it's good. Hold it up to the. Uh, what is it? So it's, it's a drawing for the late for
0: the for the love of God. Tell your friends. yeah Okay. Then we say that. And there it is. It's a good drawing. Oh bloody hell! Oh, lots of sweets. Mini cream eggs. Yeah. This is good stuff. Yeah. Randoms. Yeah. Round things. Randoms. Yeah. Squashies, Swizzles, Swizzles Matlows.
2: Yeah. Squashies. Yeah. Kinder chocolate. Yeah. see which one? It says on the front, I think. But it's from Neve Oh. Right? No, it's from Claire Taylor. Oh, that's nice. It's a good drawing. Oh, that is nice. That's a very good drawing. Thank you, Claire Taylor. That's very kind of you. Um, I'm vegan. <laughs> so, nice try. Well, it's to me and you, and it? feel next have, time. Where I, I, I know have, we'll be um, eating all of that.
0: Yeah, I do. <laughs> to me. Uh,
2: I was vegan last week. Were
0: well, yeah, by accident.
2: No, deliberately. I listened to a podcast about veganism. Basically, we're all going to be vegan in twenty years. We have to be because we can't sustain it. And I just thought, if everyone was vegan for one, you know, everyone's veganuary, mm. and they're all really smug about it. It really annoys me veganuary because they just go back to eating meat anyway, and they really miss it. And they go on about like, "Oh, they am doing a good thing," and I just think that if everyone was vegan for one day a week. Then that's fifty-two days a year, which is more than a month. Yeah. Right. And then if you can stretch to two, that's a hundred and four. Four days a year. Is that right? Yeah. And if you can stretch to three. Does this
0: make sense?
2: That's a hundred and fifty-four. Fifty-six. Fifty-six. And if we can stretch to four, then that's two hundred and eight. And I reckon if you just ate meat at the weekends And you're a vegan or vegetarian Monday to Friday Then basically we'd all be able to eat meat For 60 years
0: I think you might be on something
2: So I just think people should stop being so fucked Oh I want to eat You know, I've literally had conversations with people That have to eat meat with every meal And you don't And I didn't even see it as a compromise I just you know Uh, I'm filming with Ramesh at the moment and he's vegan so he has fucking good catering
0: well that's what I was going to say he's probably got things so
2: I haven't had to think about it that much but in actual fact if I've gone to a restaurant I've had the vegan option or the vegetarian option uh, and I'm not being so strict but I am just kind of I was giving it a go and I just think like if everyone was vegan for one, two as, as many days as you can but at least one but two, three, four then I reckon that would have a huge impact if everyone just Hmm. Stop moaning about and did it. But they won't. And we're all going to die in a fireball. So what's the go. other present that we got there? Well, that's just for me, this one. That's just so. for you. I think I know what this is, though. Let's see. Um, obviously, keep the... Uh... Oh, but thank you very much for that. Thank you. i tell you what, I've almost been vegan. I have actually eaten some chocolate. That's
0: this one. Well, it's there. For Jesus, isn't it this week?
2: Oh, yeah, I did it for Jesus. Oh God, it's literally just.
0: <laughs> okay, got uh, get this. Another. I mean, they they're well boxed. Uh, uh, So is it a vanilla float?
2: Established 1885. Oh, it's a birthday card. What I like about this Dr. Prepper is that it's naturally and artificially flavoured. Both. Oh, that's
0: nice. It's like a popcorn wrapping.
2: It's yeah. for... Because it's your birthday so Yeah, it.
0: It. it's my birthday on Monday.
2: Mate, it's incredibly well wrapped. <laughs> it is your birthday on Monday, isn't it? Yeah. And today is obviously yeah, Friday. Oh, I, and when are
0: we pre-recording this? Is it? Uh, this, this, co- this Friday. This comes out
2: on Friday. So, so you are Monday. So on, in three days' time, you're going to be da- 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 forty. Forty. Oh, Fucking hell. Oh no. But the life begins at forty, doesn't
0: it? Well, we'll see. Uh- <laughs> 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 Very well wrapped. It's lovely
2: wrapping paper. It is. It's, it's on topic. It's on point, isn't it? it? Really Popcorn is. themed. Oh god! But is it radio?
0: Uh, well, this is it. We'll oh, find out. And he's not
2: even trying to do it faster. So I guess when um, just ask some questions here.
0: Give us a give us a Wrigley's game. Who trip.
2: plays Dr. Sattler in the Jurassic Park movies? Doctor Who, Sattler, Sattler. I don't know. Ellie Sattler.
0: Is it? Uh, oh, is it? Um, Laura Dern. Yeah,
2: I'll, I'll give you a clue. Movie buff. She came out of Bruce Dern's dick. <laughs> 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 oh, it's a movie buff
0: mug, and, and and socks, and a five pack of
2: cream eggs. You can't argue with that, can you? Um, I'm, I'm, I almost feel bad about asking for five stars now. <laughs> so Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk. Oh, my, my friend came up from Brighton, and uh, he'd, he, he, he's not familiar with the underground. And uh, I don't know if this works on the radio, but he saw a picture of... Um, he saw a poster for the Aladdin stage show. And he wasn't aware that there wasn't <laughs> yeah. an Adam Stage show. He saw the poster and read, fucking hell, Will Smith put on weight. <laughs> 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 oh my God, <sighs> it was so funny. <laughs> oh god (laughs) anyway Um, (laughs) Um, so just to get this just to do this really quickly uh, this week I saw Evan Almighty fuck me that film is fucking oh my god oh my god it's a comedy in the sense that everything about it is uh, sort of like uh, light hearted and um, uh, overacted and exaggerated and um, they're kind of like potentially comic scenarios but none of it is funny so it's just like an empty void of a film it's just absolute dog shit right one of the worst (laughs) films i think i've ever seen evan almighty more like christ almighty this this film is shit Um, did you see bruce almighty I had to. Say, I didn't like Bruce Almighty, um, but I do appreciate that it's got its fans, and I love Jennifer Aniston. But fucking hell, fucking how Evan Almighty was just—it was like it was devoid of any uh, any merit. <laughs> just an absolute. Uh, it was like eating a sachet of Canderel, spoonful, just <laughs> evaporated on your tongue, and no calories. Absolute shit. Um, I saw Mean Girls. Oh yeah, I've never seen it. You know. Oh, it's brilliant. Have you
0: seen it before?
2: I have seen it for many years ago, but I watched it again this Easter. The uh, Comedy Central are showing it, and they keep like saying, oh, we're having a Mean Girls launch. What does that mean? We're showing the film Mean Girls. And you go, okay, it's got to be more than that. And what's, <coughs> <coughs> what's weird about it, I think that um, Lindsay Lohan looks so much like Emma Stone in it. Oh, yeah. And then they followed it up with Easy A. Yeah. Which is basically Emma Stone doing a Mean Girls rip-off. <clears throat> the film I, I hate Easy Air as well. So I watched it on a plane once and I just think it's one of the smuggest films. He's got the smuggest parents, and uh, Thomas Hayden Church is that his name? Yeah, uh, he is. Oh, he plays the teacher, and he's just sort of like a really cool hip teacher. And but like non-ironically, they kind of like try and be like, this is what they would do with a cool teacher in a shit film. He would rap, and he starts rapping, and then he goes, no, no, guys, I'm not really going to rap. Uh, and it's just like oh, it's just such an uh I hate easy a um, <laughs> I,
0: I really like Emma Stone
2: though, I know yeah, I've gone on to absolutely rate Emma Stone like above and beyond. I think she's incredible. she's like everything that uh who's who's the other one uh, the one that trips over all the awards that's in. Jennifer, oh, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. She's everything that Jennifer Lawrence purports to be. Mm. I just think Jennifer Lawrence isn't particularly genuine, but Emma Stone is fucking great. Mm. I think she's brilliant. And I, and you know, I got dragged into watching La La Land, and I actually really loved it. Uh, and it's exactly what the entertainment industry is like.
0: <laughs> um, you saw that film by the fellow that did Bone Tomahawk, didn't you? The, uh... So
2: so Mean Girls, brilliant. Easy A, I didn't realise, but they, but when they made Easy A, they were obviously trying to just. They went, this girl, she looks almost exactly like uh, Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan, uh, poor Lindsay Lohan. Poor Lindsay. She's thirty-two. Is she? Well, I, hope, I wish her well. <laughs> I mean, Emma Stone's thirty. She. Like, there's no, there's no difference really, and, uh, but the difference is, Oh, poor Emma Stone. Um. And what's the other thing I watched? Uh, But it's like Easy A is kind of like they've gone... uh, It's even got a voiceover that's exactly like Lindsay Lohan's where it's kind of like she's breaking the fourth wall. Um, Not visually, but in terms of the thing where she's playing around with kind of the way uh, events occur on screen. Um, Yeah, Mean Girls, absolute classic. Uh, I watched that... um, uh, Paul Schrader film first. Oh, first reform. First reform. If you have a chance to watch First Reform, basically the guy that wrote Taxi Driver writes and directs a film about uh, a priest losing his faith. And, and fuck me, it just looks very dry and boring. And I didn't want to watch it at the cinema. And it, it happened to be on TV uh, on my Skybox, and um, I watched it, <coughs> and I thought it was incredible. Mm. Really slow um really uh pay. i think Ethan Hawke is incredible in it um But uh, yeah, I just can't recommend that enough. Uh, Although uh, I did watch it with a certain person and she thought it was the shittest film that she'd ever seen. She fell asleep and she basically complained all the way through it. But I didn't even let that ruin it. I just turned up the volume and blocked her out. Uh, And uh, then the other thing I watched was uh, dragged... uh, Well, yeah, I turned up the volume and put my hand to the side of my eye so that I couldn't even see her. So, and the other film I watched, speaking of Bone Tomahawk, Bone Tomahawk is an incredible film. Uh, I remember I watched that I with, love Bone, Tomahawk, I watched yeah. that a few years ago with a girlfriend uh, that I'm no longer with, but uh, I wish her all the best. Uh, she's doing very well. <sighs> anyway, so um, she is doing very well. I'm very happy for her. Uh, the occasional hell I wouldn't go on this. Um, but I watched Bone Tomahawk with her and she couldn't watch the screen And when she turned around, away from the screen, because it's so violent. Yes, it is. But what's great about it is it's so slow, and uh, it's got an amazing ensemble cast. Mm -hmm. Like, just one of the best ensemble casts uh, of any film uh, made in the last ten years. Mm. And uh, and it's this really slow-paced Kurt Russell Western, and then halfway through it goes absolute batshit crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like from Dust of Dawn in that respect but it's done like um, a prestigious
0: yes yes it feels like yeah it feels like a good movie it's a legitimate movie
2: that it feels very much like a Kevin Costner film or like a tombstone type film and then all of a sudden it's just gonna, you go fucking hell anyway there's this moment in it that is so intensely violent and gory that my girlfriend <laughs> at the time turned away from the screen and all she could watch was my face In she said I've never seen such glee on a, man, on a man's
0: <laughs> face I was just so in, I well, that's it. a good example of like really good use of sort of practical effects now as well in that film
2: yeah absolutely and also so his follow up film or what's the name of the guy that directed Burn Tomahawk and the oh yeah, that's, yeah I can't
0: remember so, exactly.
2: Uh, so the um,
0: we saw it, didn't we? At um, uh, was it the London Film Festival? Yeah,
2: Brawl in Cell Block 99. Hmm. And uh, th- so that was his, so he wrote Brawl in Cell Block 99 before Bone Tomahawk. Uh, made Bone Tomahawk, and then they said, "What do you want to do for your follow-up film?" And then he went back and made the first film that he wrote. It does very much feel like he wrote it before. Yeah, I think
0: that it's less it
2: sophisticated,
0: and it's it's like it's got it's got S, a Craig Zala, Craig and it's it's got a thing where it's. The second half of it is pure exploitation, whereas the first half you build up and you really get to like these characters. And for me, it kind of ruins it by just kind of making it a cartoon later because you actually really invested in them.
2: Yeah, I, well, I, I spent the whole film trying to work out what I was watching. Mm. I thought it was like... I thought it was going to be... In my head, going in, I thought basically it was going to be a film about a guy... Uh, that gets sent to prison and he tries to break out of prison by starting a brawl, and it was going to turn into something like yeah. um, uh, what's that one about the guy <laughs> in the building that fights his way through the building?
0: Oh, uh, yeah,
2: yeah, The Raid. I thought it was going to be The Raid, yeah, mm. or that sort of thing. And it's not at all, it's a really slow paced drama. Uh, the first half is great. Starring I think. Vince Vaughn, yeah. and then the second half it goes it's all like it's, it's, ca-
0: it's like cartoon exploitation.
2: Yeah, with like evil Don Johnson, literally twirling moustache. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, It's kind of it's, it's. And I don't mind all of that, but no. if it was just so, it's kind of like the guy wants to do one thing, and that he's so in love with Quentin Tarantino that he's doing like another. Thing.
0: Yeah, it's like it's like it's that sort of art-based exploitation. It's like sort of it's like people that want to do exploitation films, but they go, but I'm better than that. It's like well, just do it then. If you want to do that, it's a totally legitimate thing to. Um, to just be to do an exploitation film sure that's sort of how I felt a bit about Mandy as well sort of very similar kind of thing where it feels like it's uh, just do the thing art house exploitation just do the thing make a psychedelic
2: exploitation film but it's so slow paced yeah you go yeah 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 yeah, yeah, I get it I I, I was bored in Mandy I liked a lot of it but I was bored Mm. anyway so so, Brawl and Block 99 I did, I did really enjoy a I would revisit and Vince Vaughn, mm. really, I've really. i got a really soft I've got a real soft spot for Vince Vaughn even though he's committed atrocities like Four Christmases and Couples Retreat and fucking uh, Fred Claus mm. uh, I do have a soft spot for him um, uh,
0: Especially in that movie as well where he's completely transformed himself He's
2: yeah. obviously really trying to do something different from mm. what he's Anyway, so this new one, uh, Dragged Across Concrete Vince Vaughn's in it, he's really good in it uh, he's not the star the star is Mel Gibson um, it's an it's a difficult film um, it's two hours 42 minutes or something like that wow. So it's a long film it's very slow-paced uh, I would say at times um, uh, in, to put it nicely it is uh, racially confused um, basically I think it's an odd choice for Mel Gibson Particularly, but maybe it was written specifically for him. But Mel Gibson basically uh, plays a racist cop who gets caught on camera committing a racist act, and then his career get, he he gets suspended. And you go, yeah, like Mel Gibson in real life, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, it's it's just so that's a bit boggling. And then, but you're meant to like. A th- you've basically got these two racist cops but you're basically meant to like them because everything else about them they're likeable uh, kind of guys that look out for each other but they're also, they are also happen to be racist but racist not in a just in a kind of like it's ingrained in them so basically Mel Gibson's daughter gets kind of like um, accosted a couple of times in the street uh, five times in two years uh, they keep saying uh and they say, oh, it's because there's so many black people in the neighbourhood, um, and we should one day move to a nice neighbourhood where that won't happen. And you go, you're blaming everything specifically on black people yeah. in the film, and at no point does it feel like they're questioning that. Right. At no point are they are they saying, well, obviously, this is a crazy opinion. And it's not like they're kind of like going, whoa, what do you think? They're just, it's kind of like it's just said matter-of-factly like, yeah, that's right, that's what the problem is. And I find that unpleasant.
0: Mm.
2: Obviously. And you're watching the whole film and it's kind of like, that's, that's kind of under... The, and it's kind of like Bone Tomahawk was his masterpiece. Uh, *Broad and Cell Block 99, which also has a moment, a flash of intense violence mm. in it, which is great, practical effects... Uh, but it's like once removed, and then this is like he's really kind of like doing something that's very slow, very kind of art housey, trying to be. But it's kind of the language in it is so floral and so kind of uh, as- it's got a Shakespearean aspirations. The, the dialogue, and it's kind of like it comes across as Tarantino light. And also, I would say the way that he wrote the two uh, black characters in it. Um, Feels very much like a white guy trying to write uh, Mm -hmm. black, uh, you know, street hoods, and it comes across as very stereotypical and uh, kind of like I would say they are almost offensively written. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of them is played by Michael J. White, obviously, who played Spawn. That's Fan Club uh, (laughs) in the 1997 (laughs) film. And um, I don't know, it's got a good cast, and I and there is there is stuff in there to enjoy. But I would say that, um, and it does have moments of violence, but the violence in this is, there's one sequence in it that is particularly cruel, I would say. And then afterwards you go, of course, of course, that's how that scenario played out. Mm -hmm. But it felt, yeah, I I would say it's probably the most exploitative of all of his films that he's made. But I would also say it's his worst yeah and also you'll find there is a format he makes he takes a genre a genre idea and then uh, he does it very slow paced and he uh and he explores it in a way that you wouldn't normally expect and then there's a moment of violence which completely shakes you to your core and then uh it plays out but the violence is really interesting the way he uses it because you know it's on its way and then when it happens it is incredibly violent and shocking and then the rest of the film plays out and there's that undercutting it. So you're you're still you're on edge based mm. on that. You don't know when he's gonna attack you next. Anyway, we've got to get, our, well, a, we've got got to get our guest. So play a song, what's the song, what's the song, what's the song, what's the song? What's
0: the song? Uh, what's the song? pet cemetery right? <laughs>
2: Brown light making a sound. The smell of death is all around and Nick and Nat's fan club on Foo Bar Radio. <laughs> um. The other thing. We're joined in the studio now by uh, <laughs> a fellow comedian and friend Matthew Hyton. Hi, guys. Friend of the show. Friend um, of the show. Fan um, as well. Um, have you listened to it? Yeah, mate. Most people haven't. Um, <laughs> the other thing. Did you tell your friends. Have you no. told your friends? What? You, I t- it was make, a make, make sure. Make, 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 make sure you tell your friends. Um, <laughs> so uh, the other thing that's funny about, that's interesting about the film, uh, that what is it, uh, Dragged Across Concrete, is that Mel Gibson is tiny. How tall is Mel Gibson? He's like five foot six, I think. I'm just gonna say five foot six. What do you think?
1: I'm reckoning he's shrinking, so five five. What do you think? Five seven. I think
2: he's taller than Stallone. Uh What's Stallone? I think he's taller than Cruz. I think he's as tall as Stallone. Is Cruz, Cruz
0: five four, is he? Yeah. I reckon.
2: Five four? I'd say Stallone is five six, maybe, maybe let's get uh, Cruz, Stallone and Gibson. In. Five foot eight. Gibson's five foot eight. And how tall is Vince Vaughn?
0: I oh, Vince Vaughn's oh, like six seven. Yeah, yeah, he was at that, that premiere, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah,
2: he? He was, was a- absolutely massive. So, but, so what you would normally do in a Mel Gibson movie is you would film Mel Gibson like he is ten foot tall, right? Yeah. And then you'd cast other people that were slightly shorter than him and. Uh, uh, and, and that's that's how you do it and then if there was like a Vince Vaughn character that turned up the joke would be that they're fucking massive if you yeah. think how big Mel Gibson is then Vince <laughs> Vaughn standing next to him he must be absolutely huge. they don't do that in this film this is the, the scene that introduces them is kind of like a dialogue scene where they're both crouched down on kind of like some um like a, a like a balcony like some railings some stairs outside uh, an apartment right and uh And so that you don't get an idea of height, then they get into the actual room and they just film it like uh, Vince Vaughan is normal sized. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and next to him is this tiny old man <laughs> <laughs> who is Mel Gibson. It's so fun. Like I just thought it was it was bizarre because you would normally, like like what I've just said, but you would normally film it like Mel Gibson is regular sized <laughs> and Vince Ford is an anomaly, right? But they don't. Vince Vaughn is six foot four. I would say that Mel Gibson. What so? What was Mel Gibson?
1: Five eight. Wasn't so he's he?
2: half a foot shorter. He looks tiny. Are you sure, are you sure it's not a
1: gritty remake of
2: Twins? <laughs> I mean, it, it's fucking crazy, right? It looked like Vince Vaughn was like a bear stood next to an actual an actual hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was fucking t- it's like absolutely crazy. Uh, Pacino is five foot five. Five mm. Ooh, taller than no, no. So what's Cruz? Crew, come on! I asked for the actual specifics, didn't I? Cruise, Stallone, uh, Gibson. <laughs> see, see, I would find this as a trivia. As a trivia uh, question More interesting than which Roald Dahl book Has been turned into a 2016 film starring Mark Rylance BFG I mean, who doesn't know that?
1: But <laughs> What were the options on that? Who is
2: the tallest you? out of Vince Vaughn, Al Pacino and Tom Cruise? Well, Cruise Vince is 5'5 five, five. You,
1: you guys should relaunch this as a higher lower game show You could do
2: that, You know what, when Better or Worse runs out of uh, What? <laughs> when Better <laughs> or Worse runs out of D-list celebrities from the 70s Then then we do <laughs> higher or lower yeah higher or shorter taller or shorter taller or shorter bigger short. or littler bigger or littler mm, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah anyway how are you Matt
1: I'm good thanks thanks for having me in have you got
2: anything coming up that you want to uh, just uh, what do you call it um, bang on them out what you what, What's the, not bang, not not bang on about? We don't want to bang on about it. But if you have got anything you want to mention, we'll mention it now and at the end, and then we'll just have a chat.
1: Do you know? What? I'm quite just chilled at the moment. I'm quite, Edinburgh coming up? No, I'm getting married. So, of can, course yeah. so, ah. uh, so you're going to promote that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's August in Ilfracombe,
0: uh, and we're all go. You can invite any anyone. have yeah. any listeners?
1: Yeah, I hope very, very you'll limited, limited the reviews tickets. Are good. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> TripAdvisor, uh, get on it. Congratulations! Thanks, mate. When did you get engaged? Uh, in 2017 I had to think then and we've had a long engagement and then finally we were like
2: not the longest yeah. I've known people with 10 year engagements no. before oh. Yeah,
1: that must be maddening why didn't you do it last year uh, money mainly okay. I was very poor and then uh, yeah then mm. the Beano saved my life and I was alright of course all right. you work for the Beano now yeah you? yeah. I'll, I'll get on the Beano guys that's what I should
0: and should the do. Beano now is, so it's a Beano it's, it's the website of the Beano
2: yeah, but you're not a comic. <laughs> no, no, no. Stone and Nicholson are five foot eight. Oh, there, <laughs> finally. Come on, keep talking.
1: Uh, but yeah, it's just uh, just making silly things for them now. But yeah, we don't touch any of the, the actual comic stuff, so it's a bit weird.
2: Yeah, so yeah. the Beano is still a comic? Yeah. Uh, okay, so the Beano is a comic. I'm, all right, I've got some questions here. The Beano is a comic. Yeah. Uh, you've cut your hair. Yeah. Is that specifically to look like Dennis and Ellis? No, I think
1: that's just a uh, coincidence. <laughs> uh, there's, there's me, Johnny Cochrane and Cassie Atkinson work there and we've all got the same hair. Right. Oh, yeah. And it very much looks like they've got a <laughs> hiring policy.
2: Uh, do you wear red and black stripy tops?
1: Uh, you know... I have a, a press shot from 2014. Oh, I no, remember you've got this. One, and I yeah, yeah, do. I, I feel like they hired me off the back of that. Yeah, when right, they yeah, It's quite a cozy
0: it. jumper, though, isn't it? It's oh, like, they're like a cozy Freddy Krueger. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well,
2: Freddy Krueger was obviously uh, red, and red and green. Red and green, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I take your point, Nat, but <laughs> you're way off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, you man said, Where's Wally, mate? Come on. Oh,
2: fucking yeah. Where, where's Wally was uh, red and white? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the joke, Wrong again, there, mate. Well, you've uh, retro, uh, actively uh, called it a joke, but uh, you were wrong. Um, so, uh, so, right, so, so you work for the Beano yeah. website, and what does that mean, that you work for the Beano?
1: It means I basically write silly stuff for them, make it. So this week, I've just been doing Avengers stuff all week. We've just been putting so it out...
2: So, you perform in front of a camera?
1: Yeah, but I also we also write, and we shoot, and we edit, so we do a bit of everything. I think it's called content creation these but days. you
2: don't write... Um, the comic no. The comic And you don't write online uh, cartoons No You are basically So you're like Jules from what culture Yeah uh, And you come on and you go Hi, I'm Matt from Beano
1: Yeah, basically and Basically, yeah
2: What is I've always wanted to this What is the relationship between the Beano and the Dandy?
1: Um, I believe they were rivals and I, I believe the Beano bought them out a while ago. Well the same company owned them, did not they? DC yeah, Thompson. DC Thompson yeah. But
2: not always, right?
1: No, I don't think always. I don't know. We don't get it. we don't get that sort of induction I always when we get it. it. And I it think was... the
2: dandy's older. Yeah, yeah I think it? the
0: dandy was first. Beano was eighty last year. I always thought the dandy was a bit posher than the Beano. Did I you? thought
2: uh, I thought the dandy was very much the viz to the beano's acne. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Dandy,
0: I think, does exist now. I think the Dandy went under. Uh,
1: they, they still. I think they still do stuff. I but don't know. I don't know what it is. They're they? owned by the same people now. Yeah. Yeah. So is it
2: very desperate, dand. Oh, <laughs>
1: right. Always, always got a pun ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's so horrible in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> like waiting, waking up it, in a field um, and a pig sniffing <laughs> you.
2: Could I? Uh, could I have a bit of hot water in my uh, thing? Oh. And do you have any uh, antihistamines?
1: Me personally, anyone <laughs> in the room, I do.
2: Have you? Yeah, oh, it's hay right.
1: fever season today.
2: Oh, bloody hell, the hay fever! Only get it in London, mate. Only get it in London.
1: Well trees.
2: There's been a pollen bomb. What? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Who's done that? They'll oh. own up in a few Makes
2: days. Luke, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, that's really great. That would be a great. <laughs> 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 so, uh, um.
1: I would watch that Superman. Yeah, absolutely. Do you remember when you were a kid? Did you have
0: a nicotine adverts to Superman versus nicotine. No, nicotine was like uh, someone that smoked a lot and tried to give fags to kids, and <laughs> did like adverts of Superman basically stopping a bloke who was giving cigarettes to kids. And it, it feels like it was sort of overkill, given given the, his sort of r- relative power. Yeah, was, it seemed uh,
1: seemed a, a sort of unfair fight. But uh, did he ever ever do like a kryptonite cigarette and tempt Superman? Oh, that'd be good. If that he could be, have uh, Richard Pryor, mm. From
2: Superman three. Mm. He used, uh, didn't he? Used, he couldn't work out what the missing ingredient to uh, kryptonite was, so he used tar. That, was that
1: a thing? All I remember is the big computer.
2: That's how Superman turns really evil, is because he's put tar. <laughs> for, he goes, What is. I think he, he can't work out what like 5% of uh, uh, kryptonite ingredients are. And then he looks at the size of a packet of fags and it says 5% tar, so he just puts tar in it.
1: Oh. I'd never, I never. Do you don't Remember, remember that Superman bit. three. I do not remember. I've not watched
2: Superman three in so long. So Superman basically has tar infected <laughs> Kryptonite, which turns him into bad Superman. I think
0: it's the best. I think it's my. I, well, it's not the best one at all. But I do like it a lot. It's a sort of silly film, but I like it.
2: I don't. I don't enjoy the silly elements to Superman two. So I think just do it or don't do it. Yeah, but don't do this. I watched a documentary about that as well.
1: Wait, you, you, every time I see you, you've watched a documentary on any film we talk about.
2: Uh, I watched. Well, I had a big day yesterday, but I, that's not <laughs> that's not really unrelated to Justice League, though, is it? So no. I watched a thing about what went wrong with Justice League and what went wrong with Superman 2 um, And uh, I
0: think Superman Two's still good. I I, I, I good. like it.
2: Yeah, but it's really interesting when you watch the documentary about what went wrong with.
1: Which so It was meant to be Donner as well, wasn't it, Superman 2? Yeah. And yeah. wasn't bits of Superman 2 meant to be in Superman 1? Like all sod yes, exactly. in that? yeah.
2: The, the turning back time yeah. was the, was the uh, ending to that. So what happened was they were basically, they'd, the Salkins uh, had just made uh, the, the three Musketeers and the four Musketeers. They made one mega film, they cut it in half, and they didn't pay anyone any extra, right? and um, and they released them as two separate films and they said they basically wanted to make a huge blockbuster and they said right well we'll do the same thing with Superman so they made this huge script of Superman 1 and 2 uh, they got Marlon Brando on board by paying him how much did they pay him? they paid him 6 million I think 6 wasn't million it? he was in it for th- 2 minutes yeah and um, uh, and there's an amazing I'm I not mean, sure there's, it. there's an amazing story about how they got Marlon Brenda to do it uh, but Marlon Brando basically uh, Richard John went round to Marlon Brando's house and play 3 do Superman and goes yeah I'll do it but I I want to play him um, like I know. I'm a giant green bagel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they go what? And he goes, yeah. I think he'd be a giant green bagel.
0: His thing was like he's an alien, so why wouldn't he look like why a big bagel? Why
2: wouldn't he look human? Yeah, and so they were like oh, superman. Anyway, so there's all of that stuff, and then because of that, they got Gene Hatman, and then because of Gene Hatman, uh, they went and found Christopher. Anyway, so the way they filmed it was, they filmed it location by location, right? So all of the scenes in uh, The Daily Planet from Superman 1 and 2, they'd film all together, ah. right? So all of the scenes that were filmed in Lex Luthor's lair, they would film all together, right? Um, and, uh, and then they got to a point where they ran out of money and they had and they'd filmed like uh, three quarters of Superman 2 and they said right we basically have to finish off one of these films and release it and if it's a flop then we'll just give up on Superman 2 so they took the ending of Superman 2 which was going around the world backwards Uh, they put that at the end of Superman 1 released it uh, and by that point um, Richard Donner wasn't talking to the Sorkins anymore because they didn't get on Uh, and they were basically constantly trying to cut money and Richard Lester who directed the Musketeer films but also Hard Day's Night and Help yeah. Richard Lester came on and he has a really interesting technique where he'll do a lot of ADR stuff where there'll be a person walking across the background of a shot going, oh look, there's a chicken over there mm. right? <laughs> and they use that a lot in Army of Darkness which is one of the reasons I like that, is there's always a skeleton in the background going, oh, oh I'm going to go and cut that man's head off and there's stuff like that going on in the background and you just like
0: if The other aside from this, which I thought you were going to mention is that The Three Musketeers, the Dick Lester Three Musketeers, was going to be the third Beatles film. Oh, fucking hell. Really? Yeah, it's going to be the third Leicester I, Beatles yes, film. Yes, that's right. In the sixties, and then they kind of... Who, they, they who do you think do it'd it. be? Doug Tanian. Doug Tanian. I think it was Ringo. <laughs> I imagine it'd be Ringo. Yeah, I don't know who they
1: would have gone for. I think it'd it? be
2: Ringo. I'm, yeah. a,
1: I'm a purist now. I like the cartoon version. <laughs> Doug Tanian. <laughs> the
0: dogs. Have, they wrote and they based a, a human version. They made a book about it, didn't they? <laughs> Did they? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's like a Musketeers one now where they're all men. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's yeah, that yeah, work? Yeah.
2: I don't know. What do you mean they're all men? The dogs are.
0: Yeah, apparently the dogs yeah. are all grown up. They did a, they did a, they did an <laughs> adaptation of uh, Dogtanian and the Musker Hounds, but they made them all humans. That's weird. It oh, is right. weird I see it?
2: what you mean. Yeah. Uh, I, I, sorry, yeah, I get this. No. <laughs> <And then> they- <laughs> and I, you get this flight of fancy that you've gone on. Is it a flight of fancy or flight of fantasy?
0: Fancy, I think. Yeah.
2: Still, these would work. <laughs> 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 so, right, let me just finish. Anyway, right, so, um, so they did all that, and then by the point that they got back to Superman 2 Richard Lester they brought Richard Lester in to basically be the go-between between between Richard Donner and the Salkins and then basically uh, Richard Donner uh, got fired or he quit and Richard Lester took over and all of the cast loved Richard Donner so much that basically Gene Hackman refused to uh, come, come back um he refused to shave his head for the first one, which is why Lex Luca yeah. wears wigs. But he doesn't wear wigs. They just do Gene Huckman's hair differently in every scene ah. uh, to make it look like he's wearing wigs. And at the end, he has a bald cap. But he refused to do any of that. Ah. Um, and so when he comes back to the second one, he's not in the second one. He didn't do any extra filming. They just used a body double. for, you know, to see it. And it's quite obvious when you, when you know it. Um, uh, Margot Kidder refused to wear makeup in the second one. Uh, so she looks a lot worse in all of the Richard Lester scenes. Uh, or not as much makeup. uh So she looks a lot worse in all the Richard Lester scenes. They make uh, the female Kryptonian...
0: Uh, oh, yeah. Sh-
2: she's a lot more or less skimpy in the Richard Lester scenes. I think she's less. I think her costume's done up a bit. And <laughs> basically Richard Lester had to, be a- had to be able to prove that he'd directed 50% of the film. So... Uh, they had 75% of it filmed so he finished it off and then he went back and re-filmed loads of scenes oh. uh, so that he could boost it up so that he could get director. It's just, it's, it's fascinating
1: um, and then two films down the line they are shooting Milton Keynes for Metropolis,
2: yeah absolutely <laughs> um, there's an amazing documentary by Oliver Harper about that and he's going to be a guest coming up I think in one of the months but that's uh, he, yeah <laughs> it blows yeah, yeah. Um, and it's great though because of all of that stuff that happened with like Richard Lester taking over from Richard Don, and it's great that you know Warner Brothers and DC learned from their mistakes and they never <laughs> made that mistake ever again. Um, so,
1: have you watched Shazam and we assume that's that I did see Shazam? Yeah, I enjoyed it, I loved it, really enjoyed it, it. Yeah, that was great. Love the, the big reference. Yes, yeah. Love the big reference. Sure,
2: but I do think <laughs> it's. I do think it's. Uh, uh, but it is referenced. Do you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. people are coming out of it going, "Oh, it's kind of made me like Mark Comer's review. It kind of made me feel like think of big, and you go yeah. because they directly reference big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a giant piano in it. Yeah, <laughs> they di-
1: That wasn't you, accidental. They didn't y- get on location. You have kind of yet. like
2: gone. Do you know what, guys? I've got a hot take on this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, they, like literally telling you to your face. We were thinking of big when we made this. I really like it. I really liked it. Um, I thought there were some bits that made me feel a bit uncomfortable about the gun violence, considering mm. it's basically a kids' film. But um, yeah, thought it was great.
0: It really surprised me as well. I wasn't expecting it. I thought I thought it might be. I thought I don't know. It's just much better than I thought it was going to be. I mean, it's oh. sort of smarter than I thought it'd be, and it's really well. Uh, well put together and, and it sort of works for the source material but it's not I also thought it was going to be I thought it was pitched much younger but, but it, yeah, wasn't. It, 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 yeah, it wasn't and then when you watch it yeah. you go oh I, I, from the traders and things I thought it was done like it's almost like in a good
1: way like they were just making one it's like this one's for the kids if, I'm I, not sure. if I'd watched that as a kid and saw The Sins The Seven yeah. Sins I'd be terrified But genuinely, they remind me of like early Ghostbusters, Mm. the way they did it.
2: Well, it it goes back to what we were talking about in the first half, was the CGI stuff. And it kind of like, I was just like, yeah, it's CGI. And I kind of like wasn't that into it.
1: Speaking of CGI, I just watched the trailer for Gemini. What's that? It's Will Smith. It's an Ang Lee film. Oh,
2: I watched the trailer. Do you know what? I'm getting
1: getting obsessed with de-aging now.
2: It was an advert. I haven't seen it. It was an advert in between YouTube clips. So I was watching a YouTube thing and then uh, uh, they put adverts in YouTube now. Yeah. And uh and then that came on but I didn't because I didn't click on it. I didn't know what it was called. It's,
1: it's yeah, it's uh, the trailer dropped yesterday but I'm I'm obsessed now because they've done exactly what they did with uh Samuel, Samuel Jackson, Jackson, yeah, where they it's basically Will Smith finds out they cloned Will Smith so he fights Will Smith, but they've they've made him look like fresh pint zero. Will oh, really? Smith fights now. Will Smith. I thought the thing in Captain Marvel was weird because actually we all know what
0: Samuel L. Jackson looked yeah. like in the nineties, yeah. and, sort of, and he sort of he didn't really look his, like that. Where's it's his like, He at? basically looks exactly the same. Did he have a Kangol hat? <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. He hasn't really aged in twenty years. Samuel L. Jackson
2: looked very old in Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, he like he did, looked like yeah. he looked like a. Well, I say very old. Oh, God, I was going to say you look like a 50-year-old. And then you realise... (laughs) That's only 10 years off of you, Nat. Yeah, I know. You on Monday, obviously. Slightly longer for me. Um, (laughs) When are you 40, Nick? I'm 40. I'll be 40 in the year, in the futuristic year of 2020.
1: If we're still around, Nick.
2: If we're still around. Uh, Are you vegetarian or vegan?
1: Uh, I've gone pescatarian through pressure from... uh, the home but i'm
2: actually really enjoying it it's not a sacrifice is it I'm, no. not gonna, I'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna like basically uh, but i just think if you could go vegan one day a week
1: we do generally mm. um easy yeah. yeah but we have been doing hello fresh so it's made it a lot easier it makes it a lot easier mm.
2: it's easy as lentil pie Oh. What's Hello Fresh? Uh, Easiest pie.
1: It's basically um, when easy, you can't be bothered to go to the shop to buy your own ingredients, pie. they send it <laughs> uh, <laughs> you. Yeah, it's yeah. very disconcerting just hearing pie. Just uh, angry <clears throat> <ugly throat> life of pie. Oh, nice, good. That's fan, club. Full, That's circle. fan club. Full circle. <laughs> Full circle. <different.
2: laughs> you <laughs> so, uh, um, going uh, back to Shazam,
1: just because I, now I know <laughs> you've seen it. Did you enjoy all the the Rocky references? I thought you'd now be right up your alley
2: nothing. Um God it. I didn't I, I oh look, I I I, I liked Shazam but I've seen it now and it's but it's I've had no impact on me. I've kind of i enjoyed it when it when it was on and I haven't thought about it since. Whereas something like Us, I've thought, I didn't love, I liked it a lot, but I've thought about it constantly.
1: I thought about it constantly, and the more you think about it, the more you can pull it apart, but I really enjoyed watching it. It's like an extended Twilight Zone, which made me- That's exactly what it is. I
2: thought it was like Jordan Peele's pilot for his Twilight Zone series. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. In a
2: way that Get Out wasn't. Yeah. To yeah. so get out felt like a complete film, and this felt like this is just one concept mm. that we could do, but we could do something else. But they, they kept adding Next layers. Week.
1: That was what I, I weirded me out about us. Like I generally, there was something really terrifying about one family having this version themselves, and when they started extending it out, I enjoyed it as a concept, but I thought it took yeah. me out of the film. And yeah.
2: also, as soon as the family got introduced, the, the second family got. I loved everything up until that. Yeah, and then as soon as the the as soon as the yeah. evil version yeah. of them turned up in their house. It, like I went to see a film and the trailer came on, right? But at the moment I'm almost like trying to avoid trailers, so because I just want to go into films kind of pure, yeah. right? Didn't know anything about drag Across Concrete. I really enjoyed the film for that because I let the film unfold in front of me. And with uh, us, I'd already seen the trailer and I thought the trailer was terrifying. When the family turn up in the film and you're watching it, yeah all of a sudden, all of the dread just went straight out the window and I was just like, oh, it's not scary. And then, and then, as you say, as it expands, I was ready for a, uh, what do you call those, a home invasion movie. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. Um, And I know that's been done to death, right, but uh, I was just ready for that sort of a Jordan Peele sort of take on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, when I didn't get that, I was sort of spent a bit of the film wrestling with my own disappointment and then...
1: But yeah, like you say, but it say you're, stays you're, with you. You're
2: disappointed is probably the wrong word. It's just, it it, it, it it did a, what do you call it? A Ryan Johnson. It um, averted my, what's, what's the word? My expectations. Subverted? Subverted my uh, expectations. Um, and I wouldn't say in a bad way. It just wasn't the scare. It was a more thoughtful yeah. piece than it ended up being. I mean, I I
1: lo- up thinking when when they went in the spoilers underground bit, um, I generally, like, fast. then I was like, I'd love to hear like, how this came about and stuff like that. Oh, and I was really? like, yeah. Even though I didn't feel it fit in the film so When it much. got to
2: that point, I was just like going, this is how you ended Get Out. Yeah. You went underground. You went downstairs. Yeah. This felt like, are you going to end all of your films like this? Is every episode of The Twilight Zone going to be somebody going into a basement? <laughs> yeah. Is that how you're going to do I it? I thought Us was great. I loved it. I was really into it. I, I really,
1: really enjoyed it. But like I say, just things didn't sit. Where, yeah.
2: Yeah, but I think that what we're dealing with is the grey area, isn't it? Where I think that you're not allowed to just like a film anymore. You have oh, to yeah. love it or you have to hate it. Well, I think that's it has to be the best thing or the worst thing. When in actual fact, it's I, really liked, so, yeah. I really liked Shazam and I really liked Get Out and I liked uh, parts of Drags Across Concrete. Uh, And I'm not going to throw it out and just say, no, you know, I just find some of it troubling, but I don't necessarily... And I think maybe that's something for the... uh, something for the artists involved and the writer and the director and the actors involved to to deal with why they made that film. Yeah. But for me, that doesn't necessarily make it a bad piece of art. Oh, not at all. No, no, no. I can find something troubling and I can also find good things within it around that, but then I find thinking about why I find it troubling... I think we were in a knee-jerk uh, society sure. at yeah, the moment, yeah. which is just like, get it away from me. Also, I don't I want to see that. There's a
0: thing at the minute isn't it, where people talk about... like uh, uh, I remember like people not liking things like Mad Men because they go, well, I don't like Don Draper. And you go, "That's no, because he's a complicated character. You're not meant to be like, oh, what a lovely fella. It's because he's got different different shades to him and things. And yeah. that when people can dismiss things because they don't like the main character... But their behaviour yeah, yeah. in a drama He's like that's mental.
2: I, I love, my a, sister, love a flawed character. Yeah, as a my sister doesn't rate Schindler's List because it's depressing.
1: <laughs> mm, yeah. I didn't get that from it. I didn't get it. <laughs> it's quite uplifting, um. didn't,
2: But then you are a fascist. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, no, no, it has got a very uh, uplifting ending. Where, where at the end, um, uh, Liam Neeson, you know, he sacrifices everything so that he can save as many Jews as possible, and you just think, God, Liam Neeson, what a great guy, what an amazing humanitarian. Uh, he's definitely. I haven't read the news in the last year, but I I'm think sure it's fine. There's yeah. nothing that he, Liam Nees can do to <laughs> knock himself off that position. No. Well done. He can coast no. for the rest of his life after making shins his <laughs> Give him the benefit of the doubt, I say. <laughs> anyway, I'm just gonna go off and uh, listen to some Kevin Spacey, uh, <laughs> Ke- Kevin Spacey doing Michael Jackson impressions. In Harvey Weinstein's
1: office. Say what you want about controversy, but I'd watch that YouTube video. <laughs>
2: Oh. I was just thinking about that Christmas YouTube video that he did I, <laughs> yeah. I, was in, I was in a pub I was in a pub in, um, in St. Albans on Christmas Eve and it was like breaking news. It's like we're all celebrating Christmas It was like a reunion and it was like almost midnight and BBC News was on the TV in the corner and all of a sudden Kevin Spacey pops up on BBC News and the sound is off and it was like in in some sort of like disaster movie where Godzilla's attacking or something like that and people are like and Kevin Spacey comes on carving a turkey and it was just like what the fuck is this? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's insane. Like, when you think about it, no, you've oh, had a at the time, it was just like, he's done what? But when you had like six months to let it sort of simmer a bit, you go, what the fuck was yeah. he thinking? But also,
0: what I liked about it was it wasn't immediate. It's like he'd spent three or four months after it oh, all happened yeah. going, oh, how do I come back from this? It, and then it's-, it's like he's thought about it for ages then gone, do you know what? I've <laughs> absolutely nailed it. I've got, I've got a real great idea. And on... On Christmas Eve, I'll we'll release a video, this and everyone—my gift, yeah. This, <laughs> and it'll be like he thought. He thought this is the start of the comeback. This is the comeback trail, and everyone's going to watch it and go. Do you know what? We've really
1: misjudged him. Do you know what well, He would have. He would have sat down, watched watched the first edit, yeah, given notes, yeah, and then he would have had to sit down with someone. And Go. Someone would have gone. Are you sure you want to publish? this Yeah, it'd be like there must have been someone saying to him.
2: I think this is a terrible. <laughs> I idea. don't think anyone did, did they? Jamie's <laughs> <laughs> just must doing have it on his iMovie on iMovie. Well, was it edited or was it all in one shot? Did no, he edit monologue? I
1: can't remember. I looked away from it so many times cuz it was so uncomfortable. <laughs> it
2: was it's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> it's basically Kevin Spacey saying uh, well I didn't do this <laughs> you know, and I at, am a bit dodgy guys and after, after but his aren't you aren't we all a bit dodgy <laughs>
1: <laughs> aren't we after his performance as Lex Luthor he could have coaxed That's forever.
2: it's just like uh, somebody, <laughs> wrote, um, somebody wrote somebody wrote uh, on Facebook they said uh, well Kevin Spacey must be a good actor he had me believing he was a nice bloke for all these years you go at what point did he be- did you believe he was a nice bloke <laughs> at what point which which of his characters, <laughs> end, which of, his characters end of usual characters. You- was it the end of seven was it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was <laughs> the end of usual suspects was it was so it exactly when was nice Lex Luthor was it yeah. which, which one of his movies is the one that made you think that he was a nice guy was it House of Cards <laughs> it's just like you go you're a fucking idiot mate you just wanted to chip into the conversation <laughs> well he must be a good actor he had me believing he was a nice guy for all these years no he fucking didn't No he fucking didn't and also you can't be mentioning you can't be basing it off on of any of his uh, any of his chat talk show appearances where he comes across <laughs> as the smarmiest, smuggest man on the planet. You go, you can just about get by with only watching his uh, his acting work. Um, and go, Yeah. Wow. He's but incredible.
1: That Christmas video did turn me around quite a lot. Actually, it's like didn't like him. Saw that Christmas video, and then the first thing you've liked that he Back did. In,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think him. that's his best film. Yeah. It's <laughs> his best film. Oh no! Every Christmas we watch that. That and, uh, <laughs> National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That and oh, yeah, Miracle on yeah, 34th yeah. Street. The
1: remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the uh, one. I'd love to see
2: it. I'd over... love. I'd love it in 60 years' time. Someone does a remake of the Kevin Spacey Christmas video. We should do Isn't it?
1: Time for I'd love to see that, but as well, they have the end of usual suspects where he starts walking normal <laughs> <Yeah>. straight after <laughs> it. So he goes off and. <laughs> or he, or he just does another one this year going, well, that one didn't really pan out as I expected, <laughs> really. Same video, but yeah. it's dressed as Father Christmas. That's what I want. Oh. Oh. Uh, oh. If you, you follow that thinking.
2: idea through. That's not. <laughs> so <yeah. laughs> that's kind of how he got into trouble in the first place. Um, uh, fucking, hell. what's happened with that though? Has he been put in I prison? Don't know. They
1: don't, <laughs> I wonder <laughs> how many views it's got. Can we find
0: out how many views it's got? I'm yeah. sure Natalie could probably find out how many views of Kevin Spacey's.
1: Millions. I mean, millions. Because everyone watches it. Didn't likes they? to dislikes? Christmasy. What's, what's the ratio? Yeah, but I'm
2: not what happened with that, but what's happened with Kevin Spacey? Has he been convicted? Has he gone to prison? Is, oh, was that yeah.
1: he piloted that, and that's getting made into a feature. Oh, great. So he, he's great. just working on that.
2: Netflix have snapped Oh, There out. we go. <laughs> 10, ten million. million. It's not as many as I thought, though. No, um, not really. 10.5
1: million views. Mm. Mm. Likes, likes to dislikes? What do you reckon? I reckon 78% (laughs) (laughs) like. I mean, I would have liked it. I mean, I
2: enjoyed it. I just, thought, I just thought it was. I thought it, yeah, I mean, I absolutely enjoyed it. It's very rare that someone as high profile as that does something that calculated and insane. Mm. It was absolutely bonkers. Well that was it because it was, it was so. Because it's calculated. He thought it through. He's learnt the lines. He's rehearsed it. The only thing he didn't do, which I do think that his attention to detail did fall to there, was he didn't dye his hair grey for it. He came out with his, well, or dyed his, he dyed his hair brown, didn't he? He had his red chestnut brown, Paul McCartney do. <laughs> and, uh,
1: Absolute Gene Hackman there. Fucking
2: absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, wow. Wow. Um, speaking of trailers, have you seen the Episode 9 trailer?
1: No. Have you, not?
2: Have you not seen the Episode 9 trailer? For Star Wars. Star Wars?
1: Oh, yeah, sorry. It's because you called it Episode 9. I don't know why it didn't ring. I'll, I'll stick with it's The not, Rise of
2: Skywalker Is it called The Rise of Sky? I was yeah. trying to remember What it was called It was yeah. such a Fucking fan awesome. bait, yeah. Fucking oh, 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 We're sorry <laughs> 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 uh, It's called, Skywar- it's called Rise, of, Rise of Skywalker Rise of Skywalker uh, We're sorry we're Are you sorry? about to
1: Do one of your Conversations where you, you, you pen Star Wars And at the end Clarify you love Star Wars um,
2: Well I, what I really Love about it Is that uh, What I think Because in the trailer The Emperor starts laughing So what I really Love about it is that they've really nailed what all Star Wars fans have been waiting for so you have episode one where you meet young Darth Vader episode uh, two, where he becomes a teenager he starts courting uh, Princess yeah, Amidala yeah, yeah. and episode 3 is the end of that yeah, trilogy yeah, yeah, yeah. where uh, where young Luke and Leia are born and then we skip to the second trilogy where we get Luke on his home planet of Tatooine and he's watching the twin sons of Tatooine and he, he yearns to be away so he joins the rebellion and he blows up the first Death Star but back then it was just called Death Star <laughs> and uh, then and Empire Strikes Back everything falls apart and he's, him and his friends, Han Solo and Leia, uh, they all get split up and uh, they meet Lando Calrissian and uh, they go on uh, separate adventures and then they all come together again for Return of the Jedi, Episode 6 and they defeat the Empire's second yeah, Death yeah. Star with the help of the Ewoks. Amazing second trilogy. Third trilogy, uh, they basically remake the first, uh, the second the third trilogy they remake the second trilogy in one film but mainly Star Wars. You go, okay, but that's got us back on board after the disappointment of the prequels that's great. Episode um, uh, episode eight they undo all of that and throw it out out of the window (laughs) and but what they've really nailed is what everyone has been really looking forward to is fat lando in the millennium falcon that's what we've all been waiting for guys (laughs) fucking oh my god how pathetic is that fucking billy d williams what are, they, what are they thinking? It's like, yeah, yeah, fine. I like Billy D. Williams, but not more than any of the characters that you've already <laughs> killed off. You can't, you can't kill off Han Solo. You can't kill off uh, Mark Hamill, and you can't kill off Carrie Fisher with all of the drugs she made her take to lose weight, right? You can't do all of that, right, right? And then bring in uh, Billy D. Williams right at the last minute. and Go, you have got Billy D. Williams. <laughs> you go, Fucking what you, hell! What do you think they did that prequel film? I mean, that's less
1: leading out to it. two more films it's fucking and midway <laughs> through donald Glover mm-hmm. just they'll, they'll have a scene change billy dean will oh. fucking
2: it's absolutely fucking insane um oh god on Star it's, but basically they they, they got so we all back on board with uh, episode seven episode eight really divided people but i hated it and then episode you did nine. i really liked it yeah but you're uh, sorry <laughs> 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 you're, um,
1: we, we always you, disagree though but you've yeah, um, I really liked it. I wouldn't say it was a great film, but I enjoyed it. You can't just like something these days, can you guys? You can't just <laughs> be in the middle. You have to really
2: hate it or love it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, but you can still hate things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're on the- you don't have to see the good in stuff. Mm. Uh, and I've tried... I think, really. You, what's really, happened I think you really maybe missed in Yeah,
0: maybe you've, you've gone over to the dark side, Nick. And you've got a. This next one is to redeem you, and you're too angry. It's made you ang- it has made me angry. The second, maybe that's
2: what it's done. It's, Anger it's, leads to hate. It's yeah, and hate oh. leads to having to sit through the fucking four, what's it called? The fucking <laughs>
0: what one? The, the Last one. The Last Jedi.
2: Oh my god! But but regardless of that, how are they going to make this one work? Because basically. Half the fan base hated it, right? Yeah. The Last Jedi. Half the fan base... And I don't think it's half and half, right? But I think... But let's just say half the fan base hated it. Half the fan base loved it, right? Or there's a third in the middle that were indifferent, right? But they're making a film that is basically trying to please both of those groups, yeah? Where the so they've basically got to throw out a lot of what Ryan Ryan Johnson did but they've also and also J.J. Abrams is going to he can't do anything that he was going to do to finish off his trilogy so they started off a trilogy and fine he may not have had a plan to of where episode nine was going to go uh, eight and nine after episode seven but he did set up enough questions that could lead to someone else fixing that or sorting that out. I don't think that that's really a negative. Him asking questions in the first one, but um, but after Ryan Johnson, I mean, what? Basically, you've got to make a trilogy in one film that satisfies everyone. So there's going to be a new droid, Nick.
1: BBA is going to have a friend.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I just realised it was pointless talking to you <laughs> uh, I remember how excited and pumped you were when you came out of Prometheus Don't um,
1: even start. <laughs> <laughs> we, we promised we'd bury how much you loved
2: Prometheus I mean, uh, there were witnesses I hated it while I was watching it
1: I hated it while I was watching it no, you, 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 you came Bobby Carroll loved it
2: You came out of it raving about it I did not Oh, was this? it Bobby Carroll? <laughs> yeah, it was Bobby Carroll I've, Has I've, it been Bobby Carroll all years? these years? i have
1: telling you, said this to you for years, and you always think it's me. And I've so many records of me going on about how much I hate that and Man of Steel, and uh, yeah. Man of Steel, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> I'll, I'll 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 throw it back with because it's fan club a nice fact that you like about Star Wars. Um, I interviewed someone who did some of the sound on a lot of the films. And guess what a TIE fighter's sounds are? Two sounds that they, they composited. Um, I, I mean, if you get it, I'd be amazed.
2: Is it um, when you pull cellotape, uh, you know, like masking yeah. tape? Oh, and that's pull good. That, is, it, is it that mixed with George Lucas taking a shit?
1: <laughs> Close. <laughs> it's the sound of an elephant and then a, a, a wheel, a concrete wheel on wet concrete. And that's a Tie Fighter. Oh wow! And I found yeah. that really fascinating. and Then they just run it through some some effects, and there you go. Do
2: you know when I talk when when we talk about how much we love films? Yeah. Um, I, I love I love that stuff. Yeah, that's what. As, yeah. As, as, uh, that's what I love about films.
1: One of the best hours of my life. Just that guy telling me about sound effects he'd done and how he how he'd made them.
2: When we talk about how much practical effects uh, are better than <gasps> CGI effects, it's not because. Uh, it's like the a general dislike for CGI it's the fact that um, when you watch that you just see all of these different yeah. disciplines come together to make something uh, hang together and
1: sometimes you've got one go at it
2: that's what movie magic is though mm. when people talk about movie magic it's when, it's when you suspend your disbelief for the good of the film
1: We talked about this when we were out the other week, I don't know if you remember, and I don't know if you've seen this. Have you ever seen how they did the city burning in Judgment Day in Terminator 2? No. It's one of the best videos ever. Seek it out. So basically they built this massive model of a city, they turn it on their side, and they set it on fire so the fire rises and comes ah, through the city. Yeah, and yeah. that's the base of that effect. When it's the big explosion, it's sure. just a fire rising upwards, and they've shot it from the top. They made this really ornate model. They got one shot at it. Yeah. They set it on fire. It just goes through it, and then they just sort of paint over it a little bit.
2: On that note as well, when they did the, the, the dam jump in Terminator 2, uh, they made the, the wall of the bridge out of Plaster of Paris, and when the van went through it, uh, it went wrong and they had to wait for two days for the dust to settle.
1: Oh, really?
2: And then also there was a bit when Edward Furlong turned around to the camera on his little bike, and the, all this stuff had happened And he turned around. And um, maybe this was what went wrong. He had uh, lip, uh, chapstick on his lips, and his lips were too shiny for the shots. so they had to redo it. <laughs> That's what happens when you uh, put a 10-year-old in charge of the film. <laughs> uh, Got to do the game. Got to do the
0: game. This is the game. This is better or worse. You've got to say whether the next person is better or worse than the person before it, based entirely on my own opinion, beginning with Helen Mirren. Okay. But is Robbie Coltrane better than Helen Mirren?
1: For you,
2: Matt,
0: better. Worse. He's worse. But oh, he's a high card. Bobby I don't like Coltrane him.
2: Coltrane is better than Helen Mirren?
0: On his opinion? No, I'm saying he's worse. <laughs> really but but I like him he's good he's a high card rattle through it come uh, on Cary Grant better or worse uh, than Robbie Coltrane worse better, better. worse yeah, better. Cary-, oh, no, Cary Grant's better sorry
2: he's better than Robbie fucking Coltrane fucking hell you <laughs> think, Pierce Brosnan you think Cary Grant- I think he thinks that so. no, no. Mate, mate, mate you've got a good chance you could have won you've already lost <laughs> Uh
0: <laughs> Pierce Brosnan better or worse than Cary Grant definitely worse he is worse. Yeah. yeah, I like him. Michael Caine, <laughs> better or worse than Pierce Brosnan? Oh, better. Better. He yeah, is better. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd, better or worse than Michael Caine? Oh, worse. 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 He is worse. Better. Quincy Jones, better or worse than Dan Aykroyd? Worse. Better. Really? David Frost, better or worse than Quincy Jones? Worse. Uh, worse. Yeah. Richard Nixon, better or worse <laughs> than David Frost? <laughs> better. <laughs> he is better. Yeah. No, he's worse. Um, <laughs> Carrie Fisher, better or worse than Richard Nixon? <laughs> better. Yeah, she is better, yeah.
2: That's it. Oh. Six. Six. All right, so you've got six points, so that means that you are <laughs> not quite as good as John Niven, Sean Harris, with ten, Daniel Cook, Daniel Lawrence, Taylor, Michael Lex, Solomon Gray Rebecca Staten, with nine, Claudie Blakely, Jordan Brooks, Zeus Kempner, Evelyn Rock, Paul F. Taylor, Rebecca Shorrocks, Shorten Curley, Marcus Smith, the Carl Beerbond, with eight, Haley Hemble, Brett Goldstein, Tom Goodman, here, Charlie Hicks and Matthew Holness, Jim Hoskin, Laura Lex, Esther Smith, Ian Smith, Elliot Spiller-Gillett, S- <laughs> Spiller- Josh Biddygum, Sean McLaughlin, with seven, but you are as good as Drunk Women, Selfing History, for Selfing... Taylor (laughs) Glenn and Hannah George Colin Holt Andy Kindler Merrick, Larwood Lucy Porter John Robbins Richard Sanding Mark Simmons David Trent and they all had six like you Uh, but you are actually better than Yasmin Akrams what we're not <laughs> that's too early yes <laughs> Rob Deering Tom Meaton, and Joey Page Glenmore with five Jack Barry Bunny Galore Taylor Glenn Katie Wilkins with four and Sam Ashurst with three uh, so it has been pointed out that Sam Ashurst may have scored more than three which is rock bottom in terms of fan club <laughs> <laughs> so we have got some boffins that are going through the, uh, the, archive. Uh, the, the archive to find out what Sam Ashurst actually scored, um, but for now it's three.
1: You know what? I'm, I'm happy in the company of six.
2: Uh, you shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> you have a real opportunity to fucking smash this, mate. We've laid it out for you, <laughs> fucking Robbie Coltrane is Robbie Coltrane <laughs> better than Helen Mirren, in Nat's
1: opinion. I still, I think he's lying to you. No, he's not.
2: Um, oh, better than Cary Grant,
0: Cary Grant and <laughs> Robbie Coltrane. Where's your wedding again?
1: Uh, I don't want to say now. I feel like you'll. you'll get- We're all going to come. Where's your the wedding? fan clubbers. Where's your wedding? In Ilfracombe. And uh, what time is that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's the date? Of time? We've not locked it down yet. So oh. uh,
2: yeah. Well, uh, listen here. Uh, keep your ears peeled, fan clubbers, and uh, check that out this summer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You've been listening to a FUBAR Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com.